Alright, welcome to another episode of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is Mark Rebin coming to you from the Noodles position in Champaign, Illinois, tightly tethered to my computer as we speak, and joined by my buddy Menders. Menders, how's it going? It's going okay. I felt all memorial today. Did you notice? I see that. memorial today. Nice, nice. That's a a nice shirt. I think I have that shirt somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got my, I just got it in the mail yesterday, my little moth. To represent Bray Wyatt, so I'm Very excited. Very nice. You're missing the the headdress thing for the Iron Sheik. Yeah, no. That might no. get that might get you in trouble though. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, I don't need to go there. We love the Sheik though. We do. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I am literally connected to my computer by the shortest charging cable ever designed. I'm I'm laughing because I'm connected to mine too, but look how long my cord is. I have oh, a yeah, long. Oh yeah, rub it in. Why don't you rub <laughs> it in? I could. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, I may have to send a message to the wife because she has a long cord that would work on this in the car, but she's not home right now. So maybe ah. I can get her to bring that in as when she gets home. Hey, so, speaking of, you left a cord do... in my car too. Ah, damn from it. That the Terre Haute yeah. show. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, we don't use that one very often, so we're not, we weren't missing it. Okay. I don't want to write in all caps. I want to think I'm mad at her. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. But I did catch a show this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I went to New, that new Version Wrestling yeah. over in Danville. New version. Yes, yes. And how was that? Your buddy Jimmy was there? My buddy Jimmy was there. He destroyed Cecil. <laughs> he Cecil Cerveza, for those that don't know. Yeah, Cecil Cerveza. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He uh, he took care of business. We'll put it that way. Only the way Jimmy can. So. And as I understand, he scared children. Yes, he did. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was one of the funniest things because, like, there was this little girl. Okay, she's up at him. She starts screaming at him. She's getting in his face, pointing her finger, and then. Carrot's sitting there taking it just kind of nonchalant or whatever and then all of a sudden he turned around and looked at her like took off after her and she screamed to an octave I don't even want to go near and she ran back to like her little seat and was like yeah I'm not coming back out <laughs> oh <laughs> oh it was great that was what of, they wanted reminiscent of Chuck Taylor in IWA Mid-South we had a let's see we had DC children yeah DC Black was there. Got to see some iron cakes. So how was the atmosphere with those two? Because they're feuding in Zero One presently. Well, but they're but they're not feuding at all at New Version Wrestling. They were very they were very in in tune. In fact, Devontae well, was well, Devontae was showing his not so nice side. So it was it was mm-hmm. it was a nice change of pace, I'm not gonna lie. So, but uh, they Heel went against Ty- good touch. Yeah, uh, they went against Tyler Scott and Dalton Davis. Uh, Tyler's our buddy. He's the Danville guy. Tyler's our buddy. We and like Dalton too. Dalton's our we do. Bud Light buddy from over at yeah. Hybrid. And dilly dilly. It's, it's it's nice to talk about all these other promotions that we go to. <laughs> I can talk about yeah, them on this we, show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we try to keep mum about some of those when we're doing the uh, Zero One podcast. Unless it's yeah, there's a Zero One talent involved. We'll, we'll right. get into it there. Uh, uh, we have, let's uh, see. 
Let's see yes. here. How am I looking? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just making sure I got all my ducks in a row here. I got to see Big Al, Alice Crowley. Alice she Crowley, went against, she is so good. She is really good. She went against Blair Onyx. That was really good. It's really good weird too. for me. It's weird for me to see Big Al as a baby face, though. Really? Like, That's how I'm... I first got to know her was as a baby face. <sighs> no, first time I saw her, she was heel. And you know me, I love my heels. So yeah, but she's such a she's such a cute girl. She's and she's just a pup, you know. So no, I her as a heel. It took me a while to get used to her as a heel. Oh, I love it. It's great. Um, let's see. Oh, our good old buddy Clayton Clark, or as I like to call him, uh, Bang Bang Bart. Yes, I still need to see him and uh, Johnny Poke as a team. <laughs> is that EPV? Is that EPW or is that Envision? Which one is that? I it's one of the know. Indiana just... ones. It's one of the Indiana right. ones down by Evansville. Let's, let's bring those two in to challenge for the zero one tag titles sometime in the near future. Well, we'll see. We'll have to both. Hey, both. hey, hey, David Cavazos from zero one is in the chat. Hey, David. I'm saying it's our boss man for the other show. <laughs> he's, he's so helpful. So he members, is. we have a bit. We have a a big couple of announcements. Like, couple guest announcements to make today. Should we wait until the end of the show to do? No, let's. <sighs> you want to do one now and then do one later? Let's do one now and one later. Okay, I'll do the one that you're aware of first. Okay. Then I got, I did it. I, I booked another one last night during Raw because, you know, I had to take a break from <laughs> Raw was on. What else were you going to do? <laughs> well, that's true. Okay, so we got, we got a big get, Minders. For October the third, and uh, you know we've had some we've had some fairly big names on this show in the past. We had Bill Alfonso, we had Barry Horowitz, uh, mm-hmm. Joe Galley from the NWA, guys like that. But uh, this I think is our first former ECW World Champion is going to be joining us on October third. So I th- I think we can say that that episode will not just be the coolest menders, it will not just be the best, it will be just incredible because just incredible is coming on the show in two weeks and how excited are you i'll say how excited are you i'm floating right now this is awesome (laughs) and this came out of the blue he had made a tweet saying he was looking for podcasts and uh narge our buddy uh like retweeted it to me so i was like you know i'll take a shot and i dm'd him and he was all for it so he's uh he's ready to do it so we're gonna do that in two weeks uh, maybe get Bari involved. You know, he knows quite a bit I about ECW. I think we definitely also. need to get Bari involved because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do some research. But right, because I wasn't quite an ECW, Cause... and you know, it's killing me to watch all these ECW matches. But you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you had to do a little homework for for today's episode too with the ECW. So a little but bit, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I I got a feeling that that just incredible interview is going to be pretty ECW heavy. We might get into the uh, like his early WWF run a little bit, depending. And then uh, yeah, you never know because he was one of my favorites in ECW. He was such a good heel. He was in that post Douglas era of ECW yeah. as the top heel in the company. So so yeah, it's, that's going to be a fun one. So make sure you join us in two weeks for that one. And then uh, you know what? I'll what just the hell? I'll Go say ahead, the other one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> okay. Uh, it's a guy I don't know if you're real familiar with, Menders, but a guy that go I go back with to uh, when I used to go to IWM and South shows about 15 years ago. Uh, do you remember a tag team called the Iron Saints by any chance? They I've been mentioning. It was like a three-man team of the Tomaselli brothers, Vito, then Brandon, and Sal. Well, Brandon changed his ring name to Pauly Tomaselli. He's still working up north, doing a lot of the Chicago Indies and all that. And he is actually okay. going to join us the next episode after, on the, on the 17th. Uh, he's okay. going to call and join us. So Pauly Tomaselli is going to be joining us. That'll be, that'll be, I think, a cool conversation. So October's she's kind of done everything. great... Yes, it's loaded. basically. Yeah, and then we still have to. We have a. I guess a Halloween's going to fall on show day, so we need to figure out if we're going to do something goofy for Halloween. Hmm. But the I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, because I was. I, I just realized that that kind of works out because we'll we're off the week that I'll be gone, hopefully. So. Oh yeah. That'll. Or to Dirty Vegas. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see what they say tomorrow. Yes, fingers crossed. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so we got a, a, a cool show plant. We uh, we've been teasing this fantasy supercard thing for a few weeks now, and today, uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, you, me, uh, Barry, and AJ, our our buddies, we kind of put our heads together, booked the uh, matches, and then yesterday we booked the finishes and all this stuff. So we're kind of kind of run through that here in a bit uh we're actually waiting on barry to jump in because he's going to help us out with that let's say what we could do is kind of run through the matches a little bit if you want to run through the matches a little bit because i helped him making the matches but you guys took care of all the finishes <laughs> right right uh, i didn't well, i off, didn't step on any toes there <laughs> well what we'll do first off we'll go into the personnel not not the talent uh i decided to book the referees and the whatnots and everything First off, oh, um, I wish this was a I wish this was a real commentary team Menders. <laughs> is this is this <laughs> Joey Styles and Danhausen on commentary? You got to have an AEW guy. All the monies, all the monies. <laughs> I just pictured Danhausen trying to curse everyone who cuts a promo from ECW for the foul language. <laughs> and the picture looks like I just pieced this picture together with two separate images. This looks like if Joey Styles reacted to seeing Danhausen for the first time. Yeah, it does. It's, you did a good job on this one. I like it. <laughs> I, I try. I try. Uh, so yeah, so that's our that's our announced team for the, this one. I didn't think we needed Excalibur for for this show. Uh, no. Uh, no. We. Well, I would have been okay with Taz. Taz would be well. Taz is busy. He's but Taz he's got is a match. both. I would say he's both. I think he if. He had his brothers. He would rather be in the ring, especially oh, with the I'm match sure we got him. Would. Exactly. Uh, so we had to put together our our crew here. So here's what we got: uh, our referees. I did two from each. So I got Jim Molino and John Finnegan from ECW, Bryce Rimsburg and Paul Turner from AEW. Uh, Renee Moxley Good, I'm as Jim so Cornette glad calls her. Don't have Aubrey on there. <laughs> no Aubrey. No corpse referee. Rick no Knox. corpse referee. No. Uh, Renee Paquette. Uh, my wife's favorite person in wrestling is the backstage interviewer. Our ring announcer is the great Bob Ortiz from ECW. And uh, I, d I made the judgment call to uh, book this show at the ECW arena. I didn't think we need to do it at Daly's Place. Nah, I like it at the <laughs> ECW feels a little, feels better. 
Yeah. So I am going to make a disclaimer. Uh, there is no Hangman Page. There is no Kenny Omega. There is no Young Bucks. Because I like to think that they showed up and then got run out of the locker room by the ECW veterans. <laughs> but, that, was, that was kind of the but, consensus in the van, honestly. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, I mean, honestly, we didn't need them. We got it. We have a stat card on here. Uh, I'll just run Thank through you. the. Uh, I'll just run through well, the top I, of the card. Our, our, our main wait, event. Hey, wait, instead of doing that, let's run through. Do you still have some of our um, honorable mention matches that didn't get picked? Uh, I know some of them off the top of my head. I think we had. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember now. Because we had. Because y'all should have seen this. There was I think all of us in the van. Jungle Boy <laughs> against New Jack was one of them. Oh yeah, that was. But then we switched it because we put New Jack somewhere else. New New Jack is still going to be there, but he's got a different uh, different gig going on. Different uh, gig. But yeah, we yeah. we wanted that just to watch him take care of Perry. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think we had something with uh, oh the Blue World Order against the best friends. Oh yeah. Was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I pitched the Blue Meanie versus Daniel Garcia dance off, but you guys poo pooed that one pretty quick. Yeah, we we poo pooed that one real fast. <laughs> but yeah, we ended up with what we had just by running through had, different ones. We had like what twenty five matches. We had twenty five matches. We had to cut that down, so we got it cut down to fifteen, which is still for a Tony <laughs> card, not too bad. Not too bad. Still, still a little, no. a little, a little heavy. It's a little long. We could make this a two parter. Well, we'll go through all of them today, but we could say it was two different shows. Yeah, there you go. It, they did, yeah, they did yes. it like WrestleMania. We did it like WrestleMania. We had Saturday and Sunday. Right. So. Right. So I'll just run through like the, the big matches at the top of the card here. Our main event is going to be the franchise Shane Douglas and MJF. Uh, no titles on the line in this show because we're going by the assumption that, uh, you know, you can't uh, jump territories with the. And you have to understand they're both in their prime and we can't, we don't have a time machine. So keep in consideration all these guys guys, are in their prime. Yeah. The ECW guys we picked are, this is assuming that they are in the same condition and look the same as they did when they were in ECW in the late nineties, early two thousands. So that's our main event. We also have uh, Taz and Samoa Joe, which this stiff. It's real stiff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only crossover match we have, Menders, is our tag match. We have Tommy Dreamer and Eddie Kingston against Raven and Chris Jericho. Yup. Uh, it just makes sense. Dreamer and Kingston, they're both from Yonkers. They're both do the hardcore, like, tough guy style, you know. Uh, I'm curious how we're going to have Raven coexisting with Jericho. Yeah, that was that was my question. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's just gonna smack him upside the head and say, "You're you're listening to me. I am the leader of this." <laughs> well, granted, yeah, if this, we if we take could... Jericho though at his prime, we, we would well, be no, about is, that era. The so. theory is this is AEW Jericho. This isn't ECW oh, Jericho. God. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I had a good plan, yeah. but it, 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 we just they went poo poo on yeah. my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then a couple other ones that we've got for uh, for this one. We got this. That might be my favorite one that that we booked here. Uh, the Eliminators against FTR. Uh, I, I watched a handful of Eliminators matches today because I've been watching some ECW this weekend going into the week. And man, they were so good. So I, I, everybody was thinking, oh, why don't you have the Dudleys against FTR? But I think the Eliminators make for a better matchup. 
with with the yeah. FTR. Plus, we have uh, the, didn't we have, we have the Dudleys doing something else anyway? We got the Dudleys. Uh, let's see here. You uh, know, we're just they got we're the probably, Butcher Brothers. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're. We're probably disappointing, you know, Dwayne, but he's not here, so. Well, I know, I know we are because Dwayne had he wanted uh, a specific match that we did not want. No, <laughs> so that we all that we all exnade in the car. We were like, no, no, yeah. we don't want it. Yeah, uh, Dwayne suggested uh, Moxley against the Sandman. Uh, we said, nah, no. we don't need to go there. We can do better, and we did. Uh, last this last one will uh, we'll, we'll stooge off at the beginning. Uh, there you go. Masato Tanaka and John Moxley. If Moxley wants to get rough, then Tanaka can uh, oblige him. Yeah, let's get rough. In this case. <laughs> <laughs> if Moxley wants to no-sell weapons, Tanaka can do that just as well as he can. Yep. So that's just a few of the matches we got planned for uh, our Supercard here. And hopefully we'll make this a semi-regular thing with other territories companies involved uh, well, didn't we, we already into... didn't we already kind of think about another one we'd already said what our next one's going to be yeah we we have i think it's gonna i think we got it figured out we'll wait, i'm, we'll I'm wait excited for that the... one i'll have a lot more yeah. to say about that one <laughs> right uh, well before we get into any of the fantasy stuff uh, let's we should probably talk about the uh, elephant in the room enders which one uh friday on SmackDown, oh. The Rock came back. Yeah. Uh, surprised everybody. He wasn't announced for the show. He just happened to pop in during Austin Theory's promo. Happened to and, pop uh, in. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? You say what you want. They That tells me just how high they are on Theory. Look oh, at yeah. all the shit he's gotten to do in the last two years. Uh, stuff with Austin, Cena, Edge, Rock, Brock. Exactly. You know, it's He's not winning all the time, but man, he's getting the rub from all these legends. They they and all see still... what Austin is, and I think I think Theory, I, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be big. A few more years, and he's gonna be either the main face or main heel of WWE. I I agree. Uh. <laughs> Responding to the wife, she's hoping she gets it back in time with the long cord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Rock went on the Pat McAfee show before, and McAfee was there too at SmackDown. The their show was in Boulder for at the University of Colorado, and then they hopped on the I guess the bus and went to Denver for the SmackDown taping. And uh, when the Rock was on the McAfee show, he had made a pretty bold statement saying that the match at uh, WrestleMania 39 was all but locked in with him and Roman, but mm-hmm. it wound up falling through. And now, and then he started teasing the possibility of him and Roman at 40, which has some people kind of annoyed Menders because everybody and their mother is convinced that that's the night that Cody is supposed to beat Roman, finish his story, win the title, all that stuff. Hey, to take a page out of, I believe it was AJ in our chat this week when we were all talking about this. That said, um, they could see Cody maybe taking it off Roman at Royal Rumble. Uh, that was that was actually one of my suggestions. Was that uh, you? Okay, I can't. Yeah. I can never remember because sometimes so, I don't get them until like fourteen of them have come through. So. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Uh, no, that was <laughs> one of my ideas. The other one I thought of is uh, 
Mania is two nights, you know. They could have it one night. Cody wins the belt from Roman. The next night, Roman takes on The Rock, non-title, you know, or vice versa. Would Roman be willing to do that, though? That's the question. If it's The Rock, I think he would. I would like to think that he's got that old school mentality being a third generation, second generation guy where he would want to do business if asked to. But, uh, my only other I mean, concern, what, what, what movies does rock have coming up? I know right, right now, now everybody's on strike. strike. I know everybody's on strike right now, which is why I think is uh, that rocks there, but that's, that's my guess. I'm thinking it won't be long before we see Batista. <laughs> He's probably in the same boat. We got Cena in the Rock already. Batista, maybe Hogan, <laughs> all the other ones. No, I'm kidding, not Hogan. He hasn't done a movie since Santa with Muscles exactly. or one of those. But yeah, it's all this depends on the strike because it could easily happen where the strike ends, Rock goes back to work, and he's not available for WrestleMania. Exactly. So it's all wild speculation at this point. But, but it's also I mean, not doing a favor for Vince. It would be doing a favor for Endeavor. And what type of mm-hmm. agreement does Rock want to have with Endeavor? And also, what kind of main event does Endeavor want? Do they want to have Cody, yeah. who's the hot baby face, or do they want multi-million dollar megastar of The Rock, who everybody's heard of, to be their main event? Well, they're going to need to do some more with Cody then, because right now, in my opinion, he's fizzling. I don't think he's fizzling. He's still... He's still getting the pops. He's still getting the reactions and everything. But the they pops, just after Brock, they don't they don't have a lot for him right now. But exactly. he's making do. Uh, yeah. He's doing the thing with uh, Jay. I don't know where that's going to lead to. Uh, he's doing the little feud with the Judgment Day. But yeah, I think I think they they said when Jay came over that he had to they had to send somebody from Raw over to SmackDown. They haven't decided who yet. I think it's got to be Cody. Yeah. I think Cody goes to SmackDown. He's got a whole bunch of fresh uh, talent. He can interact with like LA Knight, Roman, and Paul. The promos with people. Cody and LA White have me, or Eli. LA White? What did I just say? <laughs> you said LA White. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's LA a Photoshop. I could, I could combine him and Theo White into one guy. No, no, no. But anyway, could you imagine? Just the promos with LA Knight and Cody. <gasps> yes, I'm, please. I'm a little... I'm a little disappointed we didn't get an L.A. Night Rock interaction on Friday. <sighs> That'd have been fun, too. Yeah, Kevin Nash would have pissed himself because he's been saying <laughs> that L.A. Night's a rock ripoff. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, I, yeah, like I said. So, so many questions. Well, and the thing, like you said, you know, Roman doesn't need to have the belt for Roman and Rock to be something. No. It doesn't need to have a belt. Yeah. Um. But there's a lot of people that don't understand don't understand that. I think that's because no. now everything is built around the belts all the time, mm-hmm. and I get that they're built around the belts. I understand that. I will say this: I don't want Cody I... to win the Rumble again. No, I don't either. I want LA Knight to win the Rumble. I think that's probably who they're who they're probably thinking of going with with Cody. That's why I suggested a first Cody and Roman at the Rumble. Make that the main event. Yeah, that everybody's going to expect it at WrestleMania. But yeah. have it happen at the Rumble, because they never have a title change at the Rumble anymore. Mm-mm. I think last time was maybe, oh, shit. It's been a long time, because yeah. it's always either at the Chamber or it's at SummerSlam. Yeah. But uh, 
Well, and you got to think, though, you know, we keep saying that, but I wish I knew more what where Damian Priest's head was when we start talking titles, especially because, I mean, he's he's got mm-hmm. that briefcase. And it's mm-hmm. hard to – I still think it's going to be on I, Seth, but um, – I think so, especially with the story they're telling now with his back and he's yeah. been getting his ass kicked by Shinsuke. I could see it being where Seth squeaks by Shinsuke at the, at the rematch, whenever that's going to be. And then that's when we get the cash in from Priest. Uh, Rollins gets his gets a little time off to hang out with the kiddo. And, you know, Becky, she's doing the NXT thing right now. So, yeah. So. Are, are we going to. Okay. Are we ready to talk about another elephant in the room? Why not? Nia Jax is back. Now that's not nice. No, I I don't oh, mean Nia it like Jax that. I elephant. don't mean it that way. Shame I on did you. Not mean... I look at me. Come on, am I really going to be that stupid? Come on now. Uh, no, it's just... right. that's fair. See, Dwayne but... was so happy last week. Oh, he was so ecstatic. He was over and the moon. Just... His I his love was for back. And I rolled my eyes and. <laughs> She uh, congratulations to Nia. Congratulations to Nia for hitting the leg drop on the apron and not damaging her hole. Yeah, yeah. There was no <laughs> my hole afterwards. So I hadn't watched Raw because I don't remember what was going on. <laughs> what was going on that night. Something was going on that night. I didn't catch Raw. So I taped it. I was I watched it. I get this text message. Tate. Okay, I recorded i recorded it on my sling okay whatever i'm sorry i'm I'm full of it today you are you've been full of it all day but that's beside the point Uh, but i get this text message from one of our one of our buddies over at hybrid that likes to sit with us and his little boy adores me Mm -hmm. and i get this message your co-conspirator you can say it yeah he is my (laughs) co-conspirator after the past two shows he's definitely my co-conspirator but uh so i get this message that says have you watched Raw? And I said, no. He goes, I'm not telling you, but tell me what you think after you watch it. So I'm like, okay, what happened? Because I don't get messages like that unless something major Just... happens. Yeah. And I I think my response was, why? Effin, why? <laughs> Were my two, I, was I my guess... whole thing. Can I guess what your face looked like when you saw uh, Nia Jax come back? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Uh, but my eyes weren't quite that big. But yeah, the distaste in my mouth was. Uh, uh, yeah, she got. It didn't take her ten minutes to get hate on the internet from, uh, <laughs> from just about everybody saying nope. The. Uh, now, I forget, was it the leg drop or was it the bonsai drop that they were... It was were... the bonsai drop. Okay. Yeah, that one looked a little that, that was what Stevie uh, went off on. Stevie Richards went off on the bonsai yeah. drop. Right. I noticed last night uh, she was a little safer with it with Shayna. She was. But I think she I... likes Shayna. I don't think she knows Rhea. <laughs> but she, well, she thought Rhea was tough. She could take it. <laughs> she, well... Or maybe she just oh, doesn't yeah. give a shit. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I put Nia effing Jax. <laughs> really? <laughs> and that was all I put when I sent my yeah. message. 
Apparently she was one of Vince's last hires. So Yeah, thanks, Vince. Thanks for that. Just a little, nice little parting shot there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that jab to the gut. We'll <laughs> be great, pal. <laughs> but I'm not a fan. I hope she's safer than she used to be. Everybody's like, oh, she's Agreed. like, I never heard. I never heard all these. I'm like, mm. yeah, I don't she, know. She I, didn't hurt him, but she came really close to. Yeah. Well, there was Charlotte. She almost, yeah, she almost broke Charlotte's neck. She broke Becky's yeah. face. I mean, granted, that worked out well for Becky, but still. Well, that worked for Becky, but still. I, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't. I can't fathom. Now, granted, Nia looked good, though. She It looks oh, like she's, yeah, slimmed, she's, she she's did slimmed look- down a little bit or got some muscle, and she looked good. She looked great. But here's my other question. Why couldn't they have done something like this with Piper? In my opinion, Piper's yeah. safer. Piper. Yeah. I like Piper. I'm glad they got away from Dude. Her accent is delightful. Yeah, I yeah, everybody. But, you know, that's what she says. Right. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of my view Plus on it. Have... Naya has to do a lot to prove me wrong at this point. So. Plus, I didn't like that Naya squashed Piper last night. Yeah, me neither. She just just ran right through her. There's a couple things last night that I didn't like. Uh, why is Kofi Kingston kicking out of a 300-pound man doing a moonsault? Hmm. <laughs> I can't even say Vince because Vince doesn't run no. it anymore. It's that's almost Tony booking. I know. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know. There's a Overall, lot. Right I like now. the show, but yeah, there's just a few things that left me scratching my head last night. See, now uh, I'm more focused right now on watching the Intercontinental Title. Mm-hmm. That's that's been that's no, daddy, <laughs> Champa. <laughs> yeah, we're getting they're really get Gunther and Champa looks like, and I'm which super I'm all for because I love the match I had at NXT. Yes, I'm super excited, but I just hope, I hope they push Champa more because he's so good, he's so good. Now, I keep coming back to this question. Are they going to put the belt on Ciampa or are they going to, are they holding Ciampa until Gargano comes back? I think they're going to hold, I think they're holding Ciampa because I think Gable has a pretty firm claim to that title after the match they had. Here, I, I get that. I understand that. But then what just happened last night? Cause I, I messaged you about it as soon as it happened. Oh, I'm not going to get mad at Brunson Reed beating Gable. And that, and that wasn't quite as one-sided as I think you thought it was. Gable was selling the the, the finger quote knee injury and Bronson got, got the win. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm glad they're getting Bronson some know, wins. But, oh, I'm, I have no problems with that. It's just how can, but, but how you can know, you... wins and losses don't matter in WWE. I guess in my head they do, but. Well, they should. I'll, I'll agree with you should. there. They should. But, All right, you showed up on a monitor when Mama was working. You're doing it here too. <laughs> Where is Noodles' headphones? Oh, we you don't have, have to... a tiny headset for Noodles yet. <laughs> yes, she's not happy. She's like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, no kidding. You moved Are you me for Mama to get home. Of course. <laughs> like it, it um, has to be her idea. <laughs> yeah, because I just remember, I, I don't know. 
I and see Bronson Reed and Tommaso had the thing going on, and I didn't feel like they ever really finished that up. But whatever, I'm okay with it. They don't worry so much but, about the mid card as they used to back in the day. They don't, and it's sad. Their main focus right now is Gunther Judgment Day are the things I think they're focused the most on, and Seth and Nakamura. Seth and Nakamura, but it's like they I don't have much thinking about Rhea right now. No. What what are they going to do I mean, next? What can they do next? Well, right now she's hurt. Probably probably but... not. They'll probably have her and Nia, I would guess. But she can't be the heel. She's going to be the baby face when that happens. I know. How can that? That can't work. Well, I guess it can. It is WWE, but it makes no sense. No. Because when Nia coming in is... You know, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. <sighs> I just wanted to use the wordplay. I'm sure you did. Here's the thing, though. If if everything else that we're hearing is true, I want to see Rhea and Jade. I'd be down for that. Everybody's saying they want Jane and or Jane, Jade and <laughs> Bianca, which eventually, maybe, but eventually, yeah. but Bianca, Bianca Rhea, doesn't have a belt Rhea right and now. Jade. So yeah. I'm I'm down for it. Uh because let, that's the big story. She's apparently done with the, Yeah. Right. Let her come in as a baby face and go from there. But I guess she'll probably have to go through NXT for a while and and that's understandable, but from what I heard, <laughs> I heard that they were gonna they were gonna skip uh NXT. She's gonna go to the PC for a bit, maybe get some uh some polishing. But I think they're going to move her out to the main roster because because uh, she has the name, you know. She's right. She's mildly recognizable. Well, then let let me ask you this: How did you feel about Becky winning the the NXT belt? Because I was I'm okay torn. with it. I'm torn. I was okay with it because Tiffany Stratton is a great athlete. I love her character, but she's still greener than goose shit right now. <laughs> She her, her ring work leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I think that's why they do this, where they bring in the veterans to uh, to work with the young guys. It goes with like I know he's not really a veteran, but Dominic Mysterio coming in and doing the uh, North American title stuff with uh, Dragon Lee and all the young guys there. It's kind of the same idea, I... same thing when they would have Natalia come in. Did I see Dragon Lee's going to be on Raw next week? Or did I, uh, or did I week, miss that? Uh, next week, he is challenging Dominic for the North American Championship on Raw. On Raw, right? Okay. But he's not hes not moving up to Raw. He's just there for the for the title match. Well, I, I didn't figure he was moving. I didn't figure he was moving up to Raw, but yeah. No, but no, he's going to be on, on Raw next week challenging uh, Dominic. You know, I will say I'm a little bummed I'm going to miss NXT tonight because they've they've got me hooked with that uh the cup, the Heritage Cup that they're doing. Those oh, matches man, have been so good. So good. Yes. I agree. Uh even working in some of the main roster guys like Pete Dunn's doing it uh Pete needed I, something. I like Regal. He needed something. Yeah. I like Regal Jr. I kind of want to see him and Pete have a match. I because I because I think they're in separate blocks. Yeah, well, you know how I I 
Nathan Frazier's my buddy. I met him over at yeah. Wave Pro. So every time I see him on, I'm just like, I'm so proud of where he got. That's great. And I really want to see him do well. And I really I want them. I want them to bring back Duke as a nasty guy and not the stupid Chase U stuff. I'm I'm not a fan of Chase U Duke. I'm not either. I like the old Duke. I, Gacy though is doing awesome. See, but then I kind of wonder if. <laughs> I love your wife. <laughs> what is she making comments? Yeah, she is. And I love it. Um... <laughs> oh, okay. So she had to see how comically close I am. And what's the verdict? It's, I, I it's comically close. But, uh. That it is. Yeah, that whole. The one block is set up to where they could have, what, a three way tie? Uh, yeah. If Duke wins tonight, then he and Frazier and. Coffee, I believe, or Tide. Or, yeah, coffee. I said Casey. I meant coffee. Darn it. I what I was Honestly, doing. not bad from what I can see. <laughs> so you can't see my nose hairs, which is good. No, your, your face is pointed down. That's true. Check your messages. Uh, I have cords. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still tethered to my uh, post here. <laughs> Once Bari comes in, maybe I can sneak away and. Uh, and yeah, he one. should be on soon. So. But uh, yeah, I. The... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, good. No, but that those whole all of those matches, and see, I kind of wonder with we were talking about Gunther earlier, are they gonna have Iliad come after him? That's what I do. That's I think, what I would do. After Gable, I think Ilya should be next because he's got the story. He beat him. He beat him. Have you those matches from NXT United or UK? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, they're so, so good. good. The as good as the match in UK was, the match they had at the Takeover was so oh, much that better. Was real good too. Yeah, it was, and that was our that was our on the show. That was our match of the year that yep. year that it happened. So, and that's back when it was Volta. Yeah, that's back when it was Volta. So We're, you're gonna have to give me options on match of the year, and I'll have to. Oh yeah, I will. Couple, oh, I have a list. Okay, good. Because <laughs> you'll have to remind me because I usually forget what happens at the beginning of the year. <laughs> uh huh. So something else we need to discuss. Uh, Endeavor. I'm sorry, TKO, which is the collective name for the Endeavor WWE. Does it merger. bother you that it's too close to Tony Khan TKO? It, I it, hadn't thought about it. Tony doesn't cross my mind that often. But now <laughs> well, that you I said it, that. it's scary, isn't it? Was, mm-hmm. But uh, this, I saw a picture that kind of we have to file under Vince looks ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> now it's not the one. I think the bandana was photoshopped on, so I'm not talking about okay. that one. All right. Oh my god. The mustache is. I. Seriously, is where's a, the nearest train track? Is the is atrocious the right word for that mustache? If what? what? And his hair. Oh. And not for nothing, Bianca's braid looks like it's part of Hunter's beard in this picture. It sure does. <laughs> it. it uh, I I don't like this look on Vince. I don't like it. <laughs> he looks like a soap opera villain. 
in this picture. Well, he is a villain. He left us with Nia Jax. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I can't do a full gopu of my foot beat because of this <laughs> damn board. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to unplug yeah. this for a second just to give you guys perspective. This is how long this cord is. If it's been charging for and this gotta... long, will it, not, will it not be good for a little bit? Oh, there you went. <laughs> well, I guess I'm waiting on Reb to come well, back. Well, I guess I'm waiting on Reb to come back. Well, now I hear myself echoing. All right. Am I back? You're not okay. on your headset. My headset went out. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Can you hear us now? It's medium. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can work with this. All right. Ah, look, I can move. You can move. You can take a big drink of your can... foot beat now. Yeah. See. Look. Look. Ah. Look at that. So I'm just. Me and my wiener whistle are very happy right now. <laughs> The spoon doesn't mean as much on this show, though, but that's okay. No, um, you don't stir the pot as much on this show. I tend to sometimes. Sometimes. But, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, all okay. Right. So, all right. Go so, ahead. I said we weren't going to get into a lot of AEW. We got to get into a little bit of AEW because Grand Slam okay. is coming up on Wednesday. The last couple of years I'm... they've done Grand Slam, they've had a pretty packed house at Arthur Ashe. I don't think it's going to happen on Wednesday. Have they had a big packed house since Wembley in Chicago? Uh, no. Yeah, I, uh, I saw the one from, had, uh, were they in what, Cincinnati last week? Yeah, Moxley's hometown, and they couldn't fill that it. That didn't look like much, I'm just saying. No. Yeah, uh, Tony needs to stop trying to book arenas start uh, going a little smaller because oh you, like a, like state farm center maybe oh wow what a novel idea what an idea I mean, and, and heck, not, not charging that. 600 dollars for seats Sit, but you know well well there's that <laughs> we don't all have billionaire dads for the tony we can't all afford the good seats but uh yeah i don't know so Samoa Joe went on record today talking about the incident at All In in Wembley. Oh, is this what I shared with us today? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's get into this. From the sounds of it from Joe, it didn't sound like it was that horrific of an event to have old Tony fearing for his life. That, That was what I gathered from it. When I read that, I was like... This is this the way Joe explained it is more of what I expect, what I was picturing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it, no, it makes perfect sense to me. Plus, it just that his if if what he's said is actually how it went down, and I don't know why I would not believe Joe in this case. That just goes show Joe's a freaking pro. Right, <laughs> he got everybody shut up. It's like, hey, we're doing this. Let's go. Deal yeah. with your shit later. That's- Tony, I actually stop have spoiling it. You yourself. You're not it? in danger. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and read that for us. 
All right, so this comes from steelrealtous.com. And this is from Joe. This is what Joe said. For the most part, I haven't read what's been portrayed. There's been so much said, I'm not the one to go out there and try to debunk everything. I know we had the initial incident. Everybody rallied. Everybody got together, got their heads together and lined up and got ready to do the show. And we went out there and we did the show. That really was the focus at that point in time. We got a massive show to do. We've got fans out there rabbit to see what happened. That happened. So it's important that we step up and do it. It's important that we did. And I was proud to be a part of that. Now, when asked if the situation was as intense as it sounded, Samoa Joe said, that's up to whoever perceived it. I'm used to that environment. Those things don't seem very intense to me, but it could be something crazy intense to someone else. I wasn't really affected by the moment. I was more focused on getting the show back on track and getting us going because it was bell time. You know? So he's, so he's basically saying, Tony, get over it. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, and that was how I, that that was really how I was picturing it because I felt like whatever we heard from Jungle Jack was going to be blown up. His narrative. His narrative. Mm-hmm. Tony, his narrative. Tony, I don't know what to think with Tony. Tony's hallucinating. Tony's going to do whatever his all his little friends want him to do. And, well, yeah, and this on. is... This 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 smacks of young bucks to me. It does. Too. And it's like, oh, he did something, so we can't we can't let this go on anymore. And it's right. like, there's more of us than there are of him, so he's got to go. But that kind of thing. Yeah, but you guys have only been in the business what a few years? Maybe you've been bucks. in the indies for longer than that. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I, the books because yes, I know they were yeah. in New Japan. I knew they were in New Japan. They're also in they TNA. ROH. I, I get that. In TNA. But, uh, Hangman, about ten years, I'd say. Maybe a little less. You have Joe, but you have Joe. Yeah, Joe, 20, 20 plus years. He's he's a exactly. veteran in this scenario. Punk's huh. a veteran in this scenario. Exactly. So I feel like all the veterans are sitting there. Going, Those two guys have been in the in wrestling longer than Jack Perry's been alive. <laughs> exactly. So, but like I said, when I read that, that that's what Joe said. I was like, yep, that, yes, sir. <laughs> that's the way I pictured it. That was exactly the way I pictured it. Was that Joe it was all one got of those blown guys up? that has, yes. Joe's one of those guys that has sir status with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's on. He's on Cobra, Cobra level. <laughs> he's on Cobra the level. Cobra, uh, I would say Camaro. Jared Allen. Camaro. <laughs> Camaro, yeah. But you're friends uh, with Camaro, so. Camaro's our boy. He's he's awesome. He's our buddy. Friend of the show. Friend of both of our Friend of the network. He's been on both of our shows. Yeah, he's friend of the network. Yeah. Uh, he got the free t-shirt at the last Zero One show. I got him one of our original Jumping the Rail t-shirts that I've been trying to nice. get to him for over a year now. <laughs> but I always <laughs> forgot about it. Oh, but you can get but... those at ProWestingTees.com, by the way. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, that uh, was that, yeah. When I saw that uh, was what Joe said, I was like, "Yeah, this this is what really happened." And I could see now yeah. when they said, "Well, Joe grabbed a hold of Punk and pulled him back." I could see where Joe's like, "Dude, we've got a show to do. Let's do this." And like, Punk was like, "Okay, like don't let them win." Yeah, exactly. Like, I could see head. that being <laughs> yeah, but yeah. and also, by the way, you know, I'm. I'm I'm not a hater on Cole Cabana. Why the fuck is he teaming up with Cutler? 
in Ring of Honor. <laughs> Come on, Colt. He's better than that. Here's the thing. I, I never really guard. liked Colt to begin with anyway. Like, it, it didn't have anything like to do work. with punk stuff. See, I... Uh, uh, I like the uh, European style. the Kind of the silliness. But... The silliness drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, sometimes, yeah. But the way when Colt does it, it makes sense. Okay. Especially if you like watch old Colt, like old Ring of Honor Colt. That kind of stuff. Okay. But... Well, that's neither here nor there. I, I do yeah. think that he's above uh, teaming with Brandon Cutler. There's a lot of people above teaming with Brandon Cutler. But... Why don't just put Cutler with Nakazawa? Just get them both out of the way. <laughs> there you go. Well, but here's the thing, though. There's the Young Bucks bringing in their little head again, putting in their two cents. And weren't they the ones that started all the beef with Colt? And, I mean, I knew there was already beef with Colt and Punk. No, there was already beef with Colt. But to bring it to bring it up like that, and now they're pushing Colt more. It's like, come on, guys. On Ring of Honor, on Ring of Honor, though, not on AEW. Right. Well, benefit of the still, doubt, but still. Who do you? Okay. No, go ahead. finish your finish your thought. No, I mean, who's helping Tony book this stuff? Jimmy Jacobs. Okay. Who else? Uh. Probably the Bucks, I would imagine. Exactly. That's my point. The thing is, Jimmy Jacobs, I think, is actually making things a little more normal. Well, good. He comes in. He's got that WWE like formula. Plus, he's such a creative guy. If you ever watched his stuff at Ring of Honor when he was like actively working, the old Age yeah. of the Fall stuff with Lacey, all that stuff. He was so good. And I would like to think that he can maybe break check Tony here and there. And maybe be a be a voice of reason almost. I haven't seen a lot well, of that hope, yet, but let's hope because Tony's had Arn Anderson in the background. He's had Jake the Snake in the background. He's had all these Malenko. other guys: Billy Gunn, Malenko, Jr. Come on! Uh, I think he got to he. Got, I think he may have gotten to Billy because Billy's really enjoying the daddy ass Disney stuff. <laughs> uh huh. I wish Barry, if Barry was here, I'd ask him what the total is up to now. We'll find out in the morning. We were over 3,000 already, so I'm, yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a wealth of, of knowledge in that locker room that they could feed off of, but they're, instead they're listening. Number one, they're not listening to the veterans. Number two, they're listening no. to the Bucks yeah. and Kenny and, and Kenny's not even Page. the problem. No, you know what? I've actually, I, I've kind of come down off my being so mad at Kenny. And I think that's because he's not with the Bucks anymore. I don't mind Kenny by himself. And that's taking a lot for me to say that. Because, you know, I was mm -hmm. not a fan. But, no. like, even looking at some of the stuff he's, like, with uh, Takeshna. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Yeah, and you said it right. I Osprey, did, you know, <laughs> Osprey. You know that yeah, match Osprey was really good. It was, and I, and I think the only time, and I didn't realize a lot of this until I realized that unless he's with the Bucks, he gets booed more. Like when he was doing the the three 
the trios and everything else because nobody mm-hmm. we were all done with it we didn't want to see it anymore mm-hmm. but they wanted to finish it out and it's like we were all done with it and don't tell me what the sixth match is going to be when you're not on match five and one of the teams is ahead enough to win and they and the and the, the wins and losses were so predictable who was going to win what it was like you knew as soon as, as soon as the death triangle went up three to one you knew that the Elite was going to win at least the next two. Right. You knew it was going to be. Gotta you have, knew you they got to have game seven. seven. Yep. You knew you were having six and seven. That's why I would have booked it as a sweep. I would have had somebody get swept. Just totally out of the ordinary. Well, not yep. expected, expected, you know? Yeah, but you don't. You don't always. What do, do I that. know? I'm not a booker. <laughs> yeah, we're not bookers. We're, we're armchair bookers, well, as they say. Well, we are today. And today we not are. Not only you and me. And, uh, Menders, I think it's about time to get ready because we are now joined by our guest co-host, Yay! our buddy, my co-host on the uh, Gold Rush YouTube series, Jabari Sinclair. Bari, my friend, you're just in time. We've been waiting for you to get into this. Uh, we had plenty to talk about. but uh... You know, one thing we didn't mention, though, and you put it... Hi, up guys. On... <laughs> <laughs> And when, and when you had him up there earlier, and I'm surprised you didn't say anything about the big match with Gary J, and the shirt made me think of it again. Hmm. With uh, yeah, Masato we'll Tanaka, and Gary J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we still need yeah. to figure out if we're going. <laughs> yeah, it's going down next let, month in a major way. Let me see what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> let me see what's happening tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Hopefully, after we're done with the shootout tomorrow, we have a plan. Hopefully. We can do that. Uh, Bari, we already announced our big, uh, surprise, our special guest for the next episode, which uh, I know we filled you in on. There you see, just incredible. Just incredible. So yeah, yeah. I think I think we need you here for that one to help out because we do. We need the ECW knowledge. Okay. So if you have okay. uh, your invitation has been sent to you over the World Wide Web to join us on that episode. <laughs> you have been all invited. right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All so right. we started well, at the bottom of the card and working our way up. We're working our way up to the main event. I've got. I actually got the matches in some sort of an order. To okay. So, all right. So all here right, we go. Right. We got our jumping the rail fantasy supercard ECW versus AEW. Uh, yeah, I kind of maybe went a little crazy with the graphics on the on this thing. I like but, it. Uh, I I like it. If you do it with every yes. one of them, I'm good with it. So exactly. I, I think I, oh, you start oh, yeah, the that's trend. The plan. You started yes. the trend. You set uh, the bar. Yeah, uh, Bari. We showed our uh, extra personnel for the show, and uh, not not the wrestlers. Uh, here we go. Here's our referees, our ring announcer, whatnot. Uh, you got to have Molino and John Finnegan refereeing from ECW, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I made the executive decision to not have Aubrey or Paul or Rick Knox refereeing. I went with Bryce and Paul Turner. That's uh, greatly appreciated. <laughs> See, I wasn't not saying that Aubrey that won't come in at a. That. Not saying Aubrey won't come in at a high gallop at some point, but <laughs> she's demand some oats. Her services are. <laughs> oh boy, uh, Bob Ortiz is our ring announcer, Barry, the uh, great ring announcer from ECW. Okay. Uh, he can pull off Vince McMahon's mustache. Vince can't. Yeah, no, no. Not in a million years. Somebody needs to pull it off of Vince. Somebody please <laughs> tell Vince to get rid of the flavor saver. 
<laughs> oh, flavor saver. I love that term for a mustache. The tickler, if uh. you will. <laughs> the intern tickler. Yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, our backstage interview with Barry is going to be Renee Paquette, because why not? It works. Given the ECW didn't really have a backstage guy, except for that Stephen Prezak in like the later years. Hey, so, Stacy well, needed to have a little bit of say in this. Come on now. That's true. Yeah, and Stacy loves Renee. She was Renee, in the van. She was in the van. So she was in the van. Oh, we had a whole booking committee in the van. It was like WCW in the late eighties. Jeez, right. <laughs> we were uh, right, right. We were just making real Coca Cola and 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 and, and booger sugar, but that's neither uh, here nor there. <laughs> Show the All ring right, announcers, so, uh, or, or not the ring announcers. God, <laughs> no, not him. I won't sleep a week for a week now. <laughs> there, there's your Halloween movie. Just Tony. yeah, Tony. Yeet, yeet, yeet. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Barry, our ring announcer, or our play-by-play commentary team, Joey Styles and Dan Housen. I think this is a winner. At least it's not sock face. These guys being the commentary team alone is going to be boatloads <laughs> of fun. So much yeah. fun. I, Dan Housen is going to be Dan Housen, and it's going to eventually piss Joey Styles off about halfway through. Oh, Joey's <laughs> going to be exasperated to no end with this. I told Menders I put this picture together with two separate like photos of Joey and Dan Housen. It looks this looks like if Joey reacted to seeing Dan Housen for the first time. Exactly in this picture. Hello! Oh my god! Whatever, you know. <laughs> All right. So we got to start with the pre-show because there's always a pre-show. So we got a couple, of, a couple of our matches are going to be pre-show matches here. And the first one, uh, you know, ECW and AEW both love their fuckery. You know, the multi-man madness. So our first match is going to be our eight-man tag team, Bullet Club <laughs> Gold, which is of course Gin and Juice and the Guns. Taking on Mikey Whipwreck, Tajiri, Kid Cash, and uh, Super Crazy. And something I didn't realize, because I was watching an old November to Remember Bari, I didn't realize Kid Cash was the guy wrestling Stevie when they debuted the BWO. Really? Yeah, he was under a different name, but he it was him. It was like young Kid Cash. It was like David oh. Morton, Tyler, something or other. It was a long, crazy name. But anyway, so getting to this match here... Uh, I think we know what to expect with from the ECW team. It's going to be uh, just, um, many moonsaults from Super Crazy. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Enders, is your mic out? I don't know. Is it back now? Okay, now you're good. Did you just have it away from the mouth hole? I had it. I had it. Uh, I had to cough earlier. Sorry. Okay. All right. So. When we booked the finishes on this, we didn't get into the, the meat and potatoes of the matches. We wanted to kind of freestyle that a little bit as we go. Uh, with this match, uh, I like to imagine it being kind of paired off. You have, because you got tag teams, you got the guns, then you got Mikey and Tajiri, maybe pair them off a little bit. Uh, the Jay White and Kid Cash, I think, is maybe my favorite matchup out of these eight guys. Oh yeah, I and, I like Jay. So <laughs> so do I. Oh, Jay's one of my well, favorite. That, a lot. 
Now, yes, uh, pairing the tag teams off is great too, but also uh, at some point in the match, uh, we're going to have uh, Mikey get separated from everybody and all four oh, of yeah. the Sun Club. Mikey's, they're they're going to they be big, big heat on Mikey for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think Juice would shine in this match, both with his charisma and what he does in the ring. Uh, at some point, uh, Kid Cash has to vault off of the back of the referee. We're going to say John Finnegan is the referee on this match. Yeah. So at some point, they're going to all spill out to the floor. Finnegan's going to hit the hands and knees, and Cash is going to do the Hardy Boys vault over the top rope into a moonsault and take everybody out, including security and half the fans. It'll be a good time. It will be a good time. <laughs> uh, I can. I'm picturing Tajiri just kicking the fuck out of the gun boys. <laughs> just, yeah. Oh man, it's just, Oh, there's so much fun gonna... to be had, especially when you think of Tajiri and when even Tajiri and Billy when they had their matches in WWE or F or whatever yeah. you want to call it then. So yeah, that would mm-hmm. be fun. It'd be lots of fun. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And I can see that uh that, I and I can see the one that looks like Billy is the one that's, that's taking the mist to the face. There you go. Oh Joey Joey O'Gun? Yeah, Joey O'Gun. <laughs> Joey O'Gun. <laughs> and, right, and, so, and and he'll have his cute little pigtails in too. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, He's gotta have his cute little get, pigtails. And Barry, by the way, this show is at the ECW arena. The ECW crowd will eat them alive if he has those damn pigtails. Alive. And that's the reason why he'll do it. For the heat. Uh, yep. Heat, yes. Good heel is never afraid of the heat. Uh, so we went through, we, we figured out the finish on this one. Uh, I think we had it where Mikey's going to hit the whippersnapper countering Juice and Colt Friction. You know, his version of the Unprettier. Mm-hmm. So Juice takes the whippersnapper. Then Mikey turns around into a 310 from Tiyuma from the guns, and then Jay hits a Blade Runner. And that's going to be your one, two, three. Does yeah. that, uh, that sound about that right? That was the consensus. Yep. That sounds I about right. That was the consensus. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, and we're going to try and go kind of fast with these because we have 15 matches. <laughs> we don't want to take yeah. too long. It's already 7 o'clock. So, so yeah, there looking. you go. Yeah. So, there you go. Your winners on this one's going to be uh, BC Gold. I told you I got carried As away. As it should be. As it should be, in my opinion. Yes. All right. Pre-show match number two. And I debated. I'm thinking, should we make this an FCW title match? I mean, it's not recognized by either company. And both guys have held the title. Sure, why not? All right. Impromptu. It's hey, They did impromptu. all kinds of impromptu shit in ECW. Just, exactly. Right. So, so I'll allow go. it. All right, so here we go. Uh, Sabu challenging <laughs> Hook for the FTW championship. Uh, ah, see Hook rolled out of bed for this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the story I, writes itself on this. It does. From Sabu and Taz all those years ago. And I, and that's something I had said when Hook first started in AEW. I would love to see Bill Alfonso come and kind of corrupt Hook and get him away from Taz and make him a heel. But that never happened because, you know, it's Tony. Uh, but anyway. It was a good idea. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I have those. I know, on occasion. And every and everybody loves Fonzie. Mm-hmm. 
Did Fonzie call you on your birthday? Uh, no, no. Last uh, year. Uh, no, it was Narch. Uh, we were out at, I think, at Bunny's, and we both had a few cocktails, and I was like, you know, let's call Fonzie. So we called Fonzie <laughs> in Florida. And couldn't have been cooler. He was so such a nice guy. But uh, <laughs> I wanted the. I was. I, I'm cheap. That was my birthday present to Narge. Let him talk to Fonzie on his birthday. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we're getting uh, we're getting off of topic here. Let's get to, not us. Let's get back to it. Not us. No. <laughs> so, I forget who we picked for this one. Oh, oh we'll get do? to it. But, okay. Oh, I I remember. I actually this is <laughs> one sure. I had to flip a coin between the two because I couldn't figure oh, out who yeah. to book to win. Oh, yeah. Right, that's right, yeah. You remember that. Okay. So, I imagine many suplexes from Hook to Sabu. Uh, I think Sabu Crazy would jumps make, from Sabu. <laughs> right, he would make liberal use of the steel chair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I bet you he gotta... wouldn't use glass. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He was, he was content with the barbed wire and yeah, by the way, Bob Wire, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Table. That's as far as the line should go with sharp things, but right, whatever. Right. I I imagine Hook suplex, who's suplexing Sabu through a table at some point. Oh, I'm sure. I also Sabu see went Sabu through tables on his table. own with I was <laughs> Sabu went through tables on his own without any help from anybody else, so it's That's fine. true. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm trying to think how we had the uh we had it where uh, I think we had a setup where Hook is going to hook in the. Uh, well, he calls it Red Room. It's a Taz mission, if you ask me. It's never going to be. Yeah, a it Taz is. Mission. Uh, <laughs> I have Sabu escaping in some form or fashion. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get to the finish on this one because the way I have it, I know what the finish is going to be, but I'm just how we're getting there because. In my head, I've got Sabu hitting that atomic Arabian face buster off the top rope with the chair. So he sneaks out but, of it, gets out of the, gets out of the red room. He right, does that. This. He does that roll backwards into a pin while he's in the yeah. hold. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. The hold. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That's how we then, get there. Uh, okay. And then as he you know, rolls most of the time the chair, they just leave pick this up the up chair, just pass to the face. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then he goes up, hits the finish, and there we go. One, two, three, and Sabu's your winner. See? But again, this was one we the had ones to... on the AEW video game. <laughs> right? But again, you know, it's like this one was one that was tough to call because we were all kind of like, well, it could go either way. We would it let really it go either it way. But... Uh, about to say, despite like me seeing, right? Despite me seeing uh, Sabu being uh, wheeled out of the hotel that we were at for the expo, uh, this right? Last yeah. <laughs> well, we did. We did. I passed him when he was down before he was in the, <laughs> on the stretcher that night. Oh, wow. That day. Oh wow. Yeah, because he was in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Van Dam was coming from the the conf- the yeah. the big room. This is the whole thing. I just stayed out of the way. We did preface this with, you have to remember all the ECW guys that we have booked are in their prime. 
Yeah, this is ECW era ECW guys, not just the older fellows. Especially not the next match. Yeah, I would certainly hope so because uh, some of these guys uh, will have to be uh, picked uh, posthumously, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of so, so those two matches are our pre-show. So let's get to our opener, and this is one of those Barry that you just talked about. Wild-eyed Southern boy Tracy Smothers, rest his soul, taking on the recently uh, de-jobbed CM Punk. I just called. I just made a judgment call to put Punk in here because Future I, I use the facility. <laughs> I use the Vestelio clause. It's a work. <laughs> Never happened. It's a work. Never happened. It's a work. Oh, <laughs> My man, and right there. One, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the thing is, I've seen these two have matches on the indies before, whether it was three ways, tag matches. And number one, Punk loved Tracy. Uh, Tracy's one of the guys that everybody just revered on the indies. And it's one of those things. Punk would do whatever. Tra- he would let Tracy call the match, I would I would assume, in this case. Oh, I'm sure he would. Like you said, he had a lot of respect for Tracy. Everybody yeah, has you respect put for Tracy. Front face lock in the gorilla position. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still telling you. you know, don't speaking, think what I don't... would Tra- what would Tracy Smothers have done to Jack Perry in the locker room? Same damn thing. Beat his ass. Maybe worse. Exactly. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> Same damn thing. <sighs> so I picture Tracy using uh, multiple martial arts. Uh, Kicks, not judo kicks like Jim Ross would call them back in the day. Uh, I think Punk would bump like crazy for Tracy. Uh, I don't a, think Punk would be a long match. Wouldn't. No, no, wouldn't be a long match. Uh, we don't have to get too deep into details on this. I got Punk going over. Uh, I'll give you the option: go to sleep or Pepsi plunge, Barry. Uh, because it's Tracy and he's got love for him, I'm going to say the Pepsi Plunge. Thank you. All right. I love the Pepsi <laughs> Plunge. Uh, Punker's knees don't like the Pepsi Plunge anymore, even though he did beat Joe with it at the pay-per-view. Yeah, he did. But uh, the less he uses that move, the better his knees are. So there we go. Well, he's, punk, he's been punk, future punk endeavored, wins. so he won't be using the knees much anymore. So now, Not for a few months Gary. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, not if you ask hey, Gary, but... Hey, Punk said in the, on that MMA show he was doing commentary. He said he's got a couple months of free time, so... Exactly. Exactly. All, All right. right. So the match, so the the match that pissed Dwayne do. off. Oh. The match that pissed <laughs> Dwayne off. Uh-huh. <laughs> as, as, I don't know if you saw the comments when I posted this match on... I posted the full card a couple days ago on Facebook. And Dwayne popped in right up and said, I wanted Sandman versus Moxley. <laughs> First thing he said. And I was like, no. We're not doing we Sandman versus eyes. Moxley. We took care of that one because, in the car. We were like, no. <laughs> because we can do we can do better. And I think mm-hmm. we did because we've got Masato Tanaka and John Moxley. And it's like I told Menders, if Mox wants to no sell weapons, then Tanaka can oblige him. Yep, he sure and, in the hell can. And we'll see how much you can no sell weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I get concussions just watching Tanaka wrestle. 
the real question is, uh, and it's a two-parter. Uh, the first part, okay. uh, how long will it take Moxley to bleed? And the second part is, how much will he bleed? Uh, I'll answer he part be- two first. He's going to be buckets, I think. Oh, God, he's going to be a gusher. That's how, that's how, that's how, notice Punk went first. That's why Punk yeah. went first. He didn't want to wrestle in the blood. Do you blame him? Uh, no. Can I answer uh, the first Tanaka, one? Uh, go ahead. 38 seconds. Oh, really? It kind of yeah, depends can... on how long it takes Tanaka to get a chair. That's exactly. true. <laughs> because, I can see the, because I can see these guys starting the match and going outside the ring and throwing fucking chairs in the ring uh, and, uh-huh. and, and then going in there and getting it on. Maybe a table. Yeah, maybe a table. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, it's going to be one of those... I Most of what I've seen of Tanaka has been him with Mike Awesome, outside of mm-hmm. maybe a couple matches with the Dudleys or, you know, whoever. So I think of all the all the highlights of a, of a good Masato match, whereas all, most of which involves chairs. Uh, you got... I imagine Moxley going to hit him in the head with an unprotected chair shot. Tanaka no-sells it. Rolling elbow into the chair, into the face. Maybe that's what busts Moxley open. Uh, he loved that wind sprint chair shot on the like was on the ramp, usually. Yeah. You sit, you sit to Moxley in a chair on the floor, run to the end of the entrance entryway, and just do a full sprint with a chair, just whack him in the friggin' head with it. Uh, I th- can we say one thing? No see- skewers in this match. I was gonna can say. We- I I would can we like make to it say no skewers? skewers. Let's make no <laughs> skewers. Even even Paul E didn't have skewers in ECW. Yes, no yeah, skewers. You saw that shit in ECW. No, you didn't. You saw plenty of craziness. Anytime, no, shit, just yeah. watch a New Jack match. But <laughs> <laughs> any of them. <laughs> right. Right. So, you might have seen toasters and cheese grazers, but you didn't see wooden skewers. <laughs> I I went back. I watched 95 November. Remember when Dreamer used the VCR? There you go. Even a VCR. But no wood up. skewers. No wood <laughs> skewers. No plastic skewers. No metal skewers. No skewers. No light tubes. Uh, no weed eaters. I, no. Yeah, weed eaters didn't happen until XPW, I don't think. But uh, the way I see it, I think both of these guys have concussions at the end of this match. Safe to assume? Yeah. Safe. Very safe. If one of them is not because completely broken. They had, I, they had I concussions at the end of the match taking years off their life. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Mark, you know, that uh, bump card, I, you know that bump card t-shirt we have? <laughs> uh-huh. It's going to be full on all of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> on both. Yeah. It's going to be full and void. <laughs> yeah. Oh, AJ chiming in, no syringes either. I say absolutely. I hate the syringes. That might be the only thing I hate more than the skewers is the syringes. Thanks, Thumbtack Jack. But anyway. (laughs) So so I imagine Mox takes the the Tornado DDT on the chair. He takes that uh, the Diamond Dust, that flipping stunner that Tanaka does. It's so cool. But in the end, he's going to hit the Death Rider, and I think he's going to get the win on Masato. So put up your winning logo. All right, I was making sure I got confirmation that that was okay with you guys. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. 
All right. There you go. Moxley wins. I could. I should have gotten a picture of him bleeding for this part. You should have. I should have, but, but I dropped the it's ball. All right. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. All right. Uh, because because they kind of forgot which order the match was in. Uh, our next one, and Bari, this I told Benders, this is the one I've, I think I've been looking forward to postulating on the most out of all these. FTR and the Eliminators. FTR forgot that they wanted to go on before Moxley, so they have to roll around <laughs> in the blood a little bit. Yeah, sorry guys. Maybe, why can't we just, let's, well, it is ECW, so never mind. I mean, they changed the map for the last time, but, you know, that was AEW, so. Eh. We got Tony Khan money, we're changing the damn map. Yeah, we're changing the damn map. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Paulie built Tony out of a good amount of his money for, for the show. Yeah. Like he was a dairy cow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, I, every, I, I was, I was like, we discussed everybody that I talked to thought it was going to be the Dudleys and FTR. I think the Eliminators makes for a better matchup. I, I agree. From a technical I, standpoint. Yes. Because you got your, your classic wrestlers in FTR, then you got the Eliminators who throw in the martial arts element to it. Uh, I don't think FTR would quite know what to think of Cronus doing the all the flippy shit being 265 pounds yeah no flips just fists <laughs> i do think cronus will hit a 450 on one of them probably the cash as it uh, has to be cash <laughs> uh, saturn will hit that big elbow drop on uh on dax though uh let's see finish wise I think I think Cronus takes the spike pile driver from FTR to put him out. And then uh, they hit Saturn with the Shatter Machine. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. And I think that gets a win. But I think this match goes a good 15 minutes at least. Yeah. At least. Almost, almost 20 probably. Probably, yeah. But uh, but there you go. FTR is going to win. I, I'm bummed I couldn't find a decent picture of Dax with the mustache. <laughs> it almost looks like the revival more than FTR. You know what, though, I, I'm okay with it. Those guys, yeah. they've always been both to me. So, yeah, so good. All right, but see, uh, yep. Jay watching down over him. So, oh yeah, man, just imagine if we would have had, we could have done Dudleys and Briscoes if things went differently this year. Yeah, and that right there alone would have sold tickets to put asses in seats. Sure would have. Mm-hmm. As long as Time Warner would stop sucking and let JB on TV. Time Warner sucks eggs. They do. I have a shirt that says that. <laughs> if I ever get to another AEW tape, I'm wearing that shirt. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, if it's not a punk shirt, they can't make me take it off, right? <laughs> Hey, I have an FTR shirt that's a punk shirt, so I bet you I could get in. Oh, yeah, you might. All right, well, let's move on to our next one, and this one I think would be a fun one. It's not really a clash of styles, but it's like both sides of the extreme on 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 the same style here. And it's too cool, Scorpio taking on Swerve Strickland. We all popped in the van when we came up with this one. Uh huh. Because I forget who, I think AJ pitched somebody else for Swerve, and then 
we thought of Scorpio. Mm-hmm. But uh, I imagine Swerve's music is playing and Scorpio's dancing in the ring to it. Right. Because, you know, Scorpio's a cut of rug. Yeah. Funny oh, story, was it Daniel man. Garcia? That was yes. The one with... Yeah. It was going to be no, like Garcia and Scorpio. No, that was Blue Meanie. No, no, no. That was... Blue Meanie was with Best Friends. Oh, yeah. So that's what it was. It was Daniel yeah. Garcia. Because we won the yeah. dance off. Mm-hmm. Well, I suggested you poo-pooed it pretty quickly. I did poo-poo it quickly. I hate... Wa- I'm sorry. I hate watching Daniel Garcia dance. I hate it the first time I seen him do it. I said, what is he doing? What are you doing? Channeling your inner Shakira? Yeah, no kidding. And then don't get me started on the thing with Billy Gunn that went viral. It's, uh... <laughs> can't unsee that. No, you can't. No. Hey, do uh, Barry's here now. Barry, what's the what's the total? Oh, uh, yeah. We were talking about Billy Gunn. I've got to look it up. Give me just a second here. But... <laughs> You need the little green visor like the accountants have when you're doing this. 38, 13, 44. 38, 14, 34? Yes. All right. Somebody get that amount to Billy Gunn. See if we can One of get these days I'm going to have to cash in. <laughs> the weather changed, so there was a, a 6% increase. Ah. And he's a champion now, so we had to increase it because That's he's right. a champ now. Yeah. That's right. And I survived a hurricane, so we increased it because of that. Did you by chance say stand back, there's a hurricane coming through to anybody when you were down there? No, because the only people we saw was each other. That's it. <laughs> See, you pop- I bet Barry would have popped a few and said that to him during a hurricane. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. We, we, were no, a little, <laughs> we were a little on edge during that time. Yeah, just a little what? bit. It's just, just a little old hurricane. I'm kidding. I, yeah, I just a little myself. hurricane. And I was three sheets in the wind. Uh, we both were. Did you tie yourselves to a tree so you wouldn't blow away? No. No, you couldn't get us to step outside. You could not get us to step out. It was hard enough to go out to the garage to get water. <laughs> yes. But, all right, let's all get right. match. We jumped off the rail again. We sure did. So, I imagine... Well, both of these guys are cocky, but I imagine Swerve getting like extra, like arrogant and getting in Scorp's face. Scorp kick him in the head. Uh, a few times. Yeah, because uh, Scorp don't play that shit. He's a badass oh, in real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> such a cool guy too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I said, I, I imagine Scorp going for a lot of the high risk stuff, the moon salts, the maybe. I would say maybe have him going for a 450, but missing. Probably. Then Swerve hit the uh, hit the stomp. Yep. Now, should we have Prince Nana at ringside for this? No. You don't like Prince Nana, do you? I don't. I love Prince Nana. I think he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I. Uh, it gets too goofy when he's out there for me. But he's, that's, he's, that's, a little, he's a little goofy. But that's my goofy, opinion. He's a little goofy, but he's the loud mouth that wrestling needs. Yeah. But we could, but we could potentially get a Nana versus Scorpio dance off. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we saw Nana cutting the rug in the ring on Wednesday before the Bucks kicked him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the Poor Bucks. Nana. 
Uh, okay. All right, but yeah, I got uh, Swerve winning this one with the stomp off the top rope. I agree. A clean win, you know. Uh, Swerve maybe... is just good, though. Swerve is so good. I He's told so you, if there good. was no MJF, Swerve would be that top heel in the company. He would be. He would be. I would have him as a world champion if there was no MJF right now. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely got that potential. Yeah, man. But there you go. Swerve. Swerve wins. He looks thrilled. Uh, let's see. So, Menders, we've got about six matches in, and we have not had a Haas fight yet. Well, let's fix that. Let's do that. All right. Here we go. The Man Beast <laughs> and the Redeemer, one-on-one, Rhino and Miro. This is, another, this is another one of those pick-ems where we, we would have been happy with either one of these guys winning. Yep. I just These guys are going to beat the crap out of each other. Miro's going to be striking. Rhino's going to be throwing. Jesus, put the women and children to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, this is 1999 Rhino. This isn't Impact Rhino. This is badass Rhino. This is Man Beast Rhino. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, this is not the Bulgarian brute Miro. This is the Miro. Redeemer Miro. <laughs> right. If it was the Bulgarian, I think I would have been happier if it was a Bulgarian brute because. Yeah. Jeez, he was so good then. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way I see this match ending, uh, Rhino goes for a gore through the table in the corner. You know, that was kind of his jam. That was his thing. Uh, Miro moves, so Rhino takes the table into the corner. Uh, Miro hits that. I don't. Does he still call it the Machka kick? The that's what that we're running... gonna call it because that's all okay. we've ever. Right. Yeah. So Machka kick accolade. Uh, but I'm gonna have Rhino passing out. I don't. I don't think ECW Rhino would have tapped out. Nope. I don't think so either. No. So. So yeah. So I got Miro winning this one. Uh, he will have earned it. By referee. By referee stoppage. By referee uh, we'll say this stoppage. was we'll say this was Rimsburg referee in this match. Okay. All right. So yeah. So Miro takes this one. Uh, I made a, a a judgment on our next match. I wanted to add a little sizzle to it, and you guys okayed it. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have uh, number one dream match for me. I wish this would have been able to happen. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. I made yeah. I made the suggestion today that we make this one two out of three falls. And yes. we all jumped on the bandwagon. Yes, we did. All right. So, and we had to we had to think about how we were going to do this. Uh, we agreed: no Jeff Jarrett, no Sanjay Dutt, no Santam Singh at ringside. Which because, is fine <laughs> because this has to be one on one straight up between these two guys. And, and then uh, Lethal will get lost. If if they're out there, though, Lethal would get lost in the hoopla. Right. It'd just be Exactly. Circus. Yeah. Here you got just a pure technical potential masterpiece between these two guys. Now, it is Eddie Guerrero. So I, th- so I think we agreed the first fall, it was going to be the Eddie chair magic with the referee. Yes. Throw, the, give, throw Lethal the chairs and take a bump. Referee turned around, sees... Lethal holding the smoking gun, call for a DQ, so Eddie gets the first fall there. I had an idea. You're Eddie style. So. Oh, absolutely. However, I think you now there's going to be like a 30 second rest period between falls. So I think in the rest period, as Eddie's getting up, then Jay just waffles him with the chair, just knocks him <laughs> on his ass. Can't be DQ'd. It's a rest period. 
Right. Gets rid of the chair. Uh, ring the bell for fall two. Uh, lethal hits. Uh, lethal injection. One, two, three. Just, just like that, you know? Right up the yeah. back. Okay. Yeah. Now, it had been suggested to us that Eddie should employ the lasso from El Paso in this match. You know, the old <laughs> leg lock. He didn't use that in ECW, so I, I figured we would go try to stay true to ECW Eddie here. Except okay. for the, he didn't really do the cheating, but you got, it's Eddie, you got to do the cheating. A little it's bit. Eddie, you got to do, <laughs> yeah. do the cheating. So, I'm thinking, Lethal's going to go for a figure four, you know, he's a player mm-hmm. guy. So, uh, figure four into a small package, two count, then Lethal's going to go for the lethal injection again, he's going to miss it, then, uh. Then I say Eddie hit Brainbuster Frog Splash one two three, and that's the third fall. Yep. And I got this match going about thirty. It yeah. should. <clears throat> it should All go right. thirty, All right. if not a little longer. But well, we've got a lot of matches. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> because the next match is going to go a little long too. But here we got Eddie. Eddie's our winner. Uh, I love Jay Lethal, but it, I think it's got to be Eddie here. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So that match went 30. This one, I think, is probably going to go just as long, if not longer. Jerry Lynn Jeez. and Brian Daniels. <laughs> Pack you a lunch. Pack a lunch. <laughs> yes. Uh, hold for hold. I think this is going to be a, just a masterpiece. Uh, yeah. You got both these guys are just loaded with grit. You know, they. They dish it out. They can take it. They go hold for hold. Wrestling, counter-wrestling. Just just everything that a wrestling purist wants in a, in a match. Yeah. And not and not so much of all the hardcore. I know ECW is built on hardcore, but not... Not, not always. So much I mean, of the hardcore. But the, the fans enjoyed the pure technical wrestling just as much. I mean, you watch the stuff with Benoit and Malenko and Guerrero and uh, later on... Uh, Anarchy Rules, Jerry Lynn, and Lance Storm was a, just a yeah. pure yeah. wrestling clinic. The stuff with Van Damme, except for the chairs, it wasn't a lot of hardcore stuff in those matches with Jerry Lynn. No, no, it wasn't. It was a lot of uh, technical savvy. Uh, Counter wrestling. Yeah. Every, every match cons- like in the sequence, they would have more counters to each other's moves, which I thought was awesome. So many mm-hmm. So many counters out of the right. So many counters from the tornado DDT. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So for the finish on this one, I've got Jerry going for the cradle pile driver. Uh, Danielson countering into, we'll say, a regal plex. You know the uh, the back suplex with hooking the leg on mm-hmm. that William Regal used to do. And then uh, I I made the humble request that we have Brian win with cattle mutilation instead of the label lock. Just because right. it's one of my favorite submission holds. Uh, Hello, also Hello. called, also called Arms Across America. Back when, like, he was in the Indies. <laughs> uh, I like cattle mutilation better. Not the actual practice of mutilating cattle, but just for the name of a hold. I was, I was down with it. So, and I think Jerry would tap out to to this if he had no place else, no no way of escape. So, so there you go. Right. Dragon Dragon's gonna win this one. Uh, I was going to, yeah, I think it would go about probably 35, 
30 or 35 minutes on that one. That that works. Yeah. But yeah, now we'll we need a short. referee in that one. Yeah. Oh, we've got one that's not going to go long. <laughs> we got a short match coming up. So we've just we just had everybody go an hour with two matches. So let, let's let's get a short one in here now. Well, we got a, I think we got a few that aren't going to go horribly long. So. Okay. All right. First off. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yita Palooza. Mike Awesome <laughs> and Darby Allen. Uh, I think we agreed that Darby has to go through no less than four tables during this match. Right. From any very any variety of awesome bombs and you know, maybe even a, a frog splash off the top through a table. I'll I'll even go that far. So we need uh, five tables at least for this one? At least, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, ECW has no shortage of tables. Under the <laughs> well, I was going to say, we're going to have a hell of a Home Depot bill. <laughs> hey, t- hey, well, Tony's got money. He can afford all the tables. Yeah, there you go. Tony's got money. And he's such an ECW mark, he would probably do it anyway. Right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, I have this awesome just mercilessly throwing Darby all over the arena in, in, in this match. Just... Massive yeeting on a global scale. Uh, Darby is going to get his, his I, I call them Spike Dudley spots, where he's, he's going to have some hope spots in there. Uh, eventually, he's going to probably hit a coffin drop onto either a table or a guardrail or something. Yeah, let's let's thing. screw that back up even more than it's already screwed up. Let's do that. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you need to have a bad back to climb Everest. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, we uh, we agreed we're gonna have awesome just beat the pants off of Darby, throw him around all over the place. But Darby's gonna get the win here, uh, coffin drop through. I'm gonna say through a table. Uh, I'm trying to decide if we need to go crazy, like through a table onto another table, or yeah, something let's like do that. It. What the hell? Let's do it. Why we, not? You know, we, we just had we just had a technical technical match go on, so why not? Yeah. Let's throw everything at this one. Yeah. All right. So so we'll do that. Uh, I got Darby winning in about nine minutes. That works. In this one. Mm-hmm. There you see him. He looks thrilled. <laughs> and now he can climb to the top of Mount Everest with pride. Yeah. Go climb okay. to the top of Mount Everest. Okay. So this one we had some fun with uh, guys. So. We had to have one women's match on here because ECW didn't have a whole lot of women that wrestled. There was mostly valets, what have you. No, but there was one. There was one. So we made a match with her, <laughs> and we put her in the ring with who I think is the best uh, female talent AEW has right now. So here we go. Jazz versus Chris Statlander. And we made a wrinkle in this one because this match, before it starts, we're going to hear, I don't know what the music was. But we're bringing Nicole Bass out to uh, attack both of these women. And that's nice. going to lead... What? Nice. Okay. And that's going to lead to an impromptu three-way dance between these three ladies. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't be horribly one-sided because both of these girls can probably hang with Nicole Bass. Yeah. Uh, I've got Bass using a bunch of power moves and all this. And this is going to... Now, we didn't decide. ECW did mostly elimination style, but AEW doesn't. So, I'm going to let you guys make the call. Is it going to be elimination match, or is it going to be one fall? Barry, I'll let you decide. 
I say elimination. Okay, that makes it that makes it easy here for the first part because I've got it where Nicole's gonna basically dominate both of these girls, but in the end they're gonna double team Nicole. Jazz gonna we'll say Jazz hits the Jazz stinger, you know that X factor she did, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, then Chris is gonna tombstone Nicole get, the, and then they're both gonna do the double pin and eliminate Nicole Bass first. I like it. Nice. Okay. ECW booking right there. That's right. So now you got both of these girls going one on one, and uh, I I think we agreed. Uh, Chris has to win this one. And how I'm going to say we do it because she already used her finish on Nicole. I say Jazz puts her up in that double chicken wing that she used to do to Trish that make the make the girls pop out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then have. Chris countered into a roll up one two three and have her get the win that way. That works. I like it. Uh, I like <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Can they both <laughs> hang with Jazz? That's uh, true. In ECW, maybe. Yeah. WWE Jazz, maybe not. No. But uh, but yeah, so there we go. Chris Statlander is our winner. And now we move on to maybe the match that steals the show here. Uh, and again, this won't probably be a horribly long one. I'm so excited about this one. RVD and the Bastard Pack here. And we and we agreed that Bill Alfonso will be at ringside with Van Dam in this match. Yes. Blowing uh, that damn whistle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, daddy. Reb, don't you have a whistle? I I'm know Dwayne some, does. It's in my uh my Toto memorabilia in the other room. Ah. It's it's I have an autographed whistle from Fonzie. And it's one of my favorite things that I don't want to have be smirched by dust or cats, so it's in a it's securely sealed in a tote. Uh, so it's gonna be an athletic fuckfest here. A lot of a lot of flipping, a lot of kip ups. Uh, Pack will not uh, suffer Van Dam's foolishness with no. the, all the grandstand and the hot dogging. No. To paraphrase the great Randy Savage, uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of near falls off of various uh, various things. Uh, of course, Van Dam got to have the split leg and moonsault. Got to have the Van Dam and or the Rolling Thunders. I meant the Rolling Centon. Yeah. Uh, we had to kind of gin up a finish on this one, and here's I think here's how we had it. Van Dam goes for the five star frog splash and misses. Pack jumps on him, applies the uh, brutalizer that rings the Saturn submission that he does. I love then, that submission. I love it's so that good. Submission. So good. Uh, Fonzie breaks it up with a chair. Uh, Pack menacingly moves up on Fonzie like he's going to destroy him because he probably could. Mm-hmm. But then Fonzie throws the chair at Pack. Pack catches it. Bam. Van Daminator. So down goes Pack. Put him in the corner. Fonzie. Van Dam goes to one corner, Fonzie holds the chair, Van Terminator, and then that's your one, two, three. So Van Dam's going to get the pin on pack on this one in uh, what we'll call Van Dam style with the Fonzie interjection there. There you go. But, uh, but uh, Van Dam's one of those guys in the arena, he's got to win. Yeah. Obviously not true of all the guys, all the ECW guys. But uh, So while the fans are recovering from from that match we're going to get a promo and <laughs> you're going to ask what great extreme star are we going to get coming out to speak to the ecw faithful there's the only arena? one 
There really is. There and really is only one. And everybody's going to agree. QT Marcel. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, great. With QTV in tow, solo, camarado, Aust- Australian blonde girl. A go-go. Uh, yeah, whatever. No go go. No go go. No go go. But the so QT gets the microphone, starts running down ECW because he's the heel. Uh, not being horribly entertaining, I will say. No. And uh, <laughs> and so he speaks uh, some comment about how he's the man and all this stuff because he's got his Latin American heavyweight championship, whatever it is he won at AAA. But. He says something out of turn, and then here comes Sid Vicious down the aisle. Well, he says that he rules the world, and that cues in Sid. There you go. Because that's that's like saying Beetlejuice three times. You say you're going to rule the world, that's going to bring Sid out. (laughs) Oh, AJ, why didn't you bring this up in the van? Can Joel Gertner try to join this special episode? (laughs) Although, technically, Joel's going to be with the Dudleys later, so he'll be there. But anyway, so Sid comes down... uh, Chokeslam Camarado, uh, powerbomb solo through a table. Then blonde girl runs away because she actually has some sense in her head to not be able to stay. See, I would have ran. I would have just ran to begin with. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to throw in a monkey wrench here. So, so Sid's going to powerbomb the hell out of Hob or out of uh, UT. Then we get Hobbs. So now we get a face off Hobbs and Sid. Okay. And I didn't I didn't run this by you guys, and I don't have a graphic, because it really just popped in my head now. Impromptu <laughs> match, Sid versus Hobbs. Just bonus Hoss fight. Uh, okay. Uh, Jim Molino runs down to the ring, rings the bell. Uh, Hobbs power, or spine busts Sid like he does. Uh doesn't get the pin. Uh, he's <laughs> tries to. Are you all right? I'm laughing at AJ's comment. Oh, he had a comment. <laughs> uh, well, Sid is twice the man QT is and has half the brain you do. That's very true. Uh, so anyway, so Sid kicks out of the spine buster. Choke slams Hobbs. Hobbs kicks out. Uh, long story short. Uh, Sid power bombs Hobbs one two three, so Sid gets a, a special bonus win because you know Sid doesn't do the job in ECW. Nope. And he did it without Judge Jeff Jones for that matter. So. So there we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. So just a little bonus. I hope you guys don't mind. I kind of. Nah. You're no. good. Yeah. You know ECW loved having their little surprises and. Exactly. Exactly, and, and I and I wanted to have Hobbs in there somehow. Yeah, well, we had a match for Hobbs, but it was one that ended up on the cutting room floor. I think it was Rhino, and we was it Rhino? Miro was better. I yeah. think it was gonna be Rhino and Hobbs, but we went with Miro. All right, let's get QT off our screen. Please. All right. <laughs> All right. He's on next my screen up. enough on AEW. I don't need any more. That's of them. very very true. All right, next up we got there we go the Dudley Boys against the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> And this, I thought, was a fun contrast, you know. It is. Bubba, Bubba was always really good at bumping for the smaller guy, so I imagined he would take some uh, Ranas and shit from Phoenix. Okay, I'll say uh, it now. I didn't say it in the van, but I'll say it now. It almost reminds me of a semi 
Dudley's versus Hardy's. Sort of. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So AJ helped us book this match, and he threw out a spot where, you know, Pentagon likes to do the arm break spot where he takes some, like, gets down yep. on the ground, pulls back. So AJ suggested he does that to Devon early in the match. Which would then spin the thing. Can Devon pick anybody up for a 3D with one arm? Right. So that's so that's your, but, and now keep in mind the Dudleys are still heels at this point because the Dudleys could get heat with one leg in ECW, mm-hmm. especially if their mouths are still moving. Exactly. So the uh, the finish I had in mind here is. Uh, so Devon's almost useless. He's not doing much. It's mainly Bubba, and then you know, it eventually winds up being where Big Dick Dudley's going to interfere because you know he's always there. He choke slams Felix <laughs> Phoenix uh, out oh, of the ring through a table. I'm sorry. I listened to Corny this morning. But, <laughs> so Big Dick sends Phoenix out through a table. Uh, then uh, goes for total penetration on Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon counters it into a DDT onto, like, say, a chair. But then as Penta's getting up, then we get the 3D. Uh, one, two, three, Dudley's win. Post-match, because it's the Dudley's and it's ECW, they continue to beat the piss out of both of them until Natural Born Killers comes over the PA system. Here comes New Jack. Weapons, shopping cart. Swagger, all that good stuff. And uh, he basically just runs through the Dudley's guitar shot with the... I never did figure out... Was that like flour that he poured into the guitars when he... Either It was either flour or baby powder. Okay, maybe it was baby powder. Uh, You know, he'd have like a... Maybe a stop sign, a computer of... Who knows? Maybe a hoverboard, if this is like today's vernacular. Uh, Definitely. You know, no Ginsu knives. We don't want cutlery <laughs> with New Jack. Uh, <laughs> no cutlery he does with have the, New Jack. He will have the staple gun, though. <laughs> we don't trust New Jack with knives. Jack- just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so so New Jack clears the ring. Dudley's bail. He gets the big spot. But the Dudleys still win. So there you go. There they you are go. the wieners. AJ wieners. says, damn, I love New Jack. Me too, but I don't need to see him wrestle. I just I was happy to see him doing the run-ins. Yeah. There's so there's so much that can happen when he wrestles that it makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, so, especially if he has a grudge with whoever he's in the ring with. Yeah. Right. And and right and the fact that TNA got him to do business for a while is is beyond me. That's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's impressive. Pretty paycheck. Yeah. Pretty paycheck. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't need to worry about those justifiable homicides when you're working for TNA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AJ. You're going to try telling New Jack he can't have a knife. He's bringing one down the ring with him regardless, and you can't tell him not to. He's not wrong. He's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, just ask nicely. Uh, like, hey, right. hey, Jack, please don't use a knife. <clears throat> please yeah, don't. Uh, he's another one that's in the... Uh... Sir category, if you will. Yes. Oh, I, I'd sir New Jack because I don't want to take a shank in my back. <laughs> and not Shank Barzini, I'm talking. Yeah, right. Well, 
All right, Menders, yeah. uh, we're going to do the one you've been waiting for. Okay. Sorry, I'm watching, going, I'm watching NXT well as we're doing this. this. Oh, I'm watching cool. NXT as we're doing this. We're actually almost to the end of the card. We've got three matches left, so we're okay. doing pretty good. We're doing good. All right, the crossover tag team match. Dreamer and Eddie Kingston against Raven and Chris Jericho. Now, Menders, when we were talking about this at the top of the show, we were wondering how Raven and Jericho were going to coexist. Yes. Bari, we want your Jericho... input. You want <laughs> my imagine... input? Yeah, you, yes. yeah, tell me what you think first, and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Um, Jericho is going to be on Jericho's shit like Jericho does, and eventually uh, Raven's going to get sick of that, and he's going to hit it with an even flow and walk the hell out. Uh, no, see, now I had a different finish, but I different. do think he's—I do think he's not going to put up a Jericho shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in agreement there. We, we all said yeah. that. We yeah. All said, so Raven's not putting up with a shit. <laughs> I imagine at the bell, Jericho tries to big league Raven, and Raven just ignores him and just does what he wants anyway. Right. Uh, there will be no tags in this match. It's going to be no. a four-way free-for-all. Raven and Tommy going to pair off Kingston and Jericho. Uh, all the all the greatest hits, all the weapons, all the Gaga, all that stuff you expect. I just watched the Dreamer Funk Cactus Raven match about an hour ago, so I've got this fresh in my head. <laughs> so, any number of creative weaponry you can imagine. Uh, the finish I've got, I've got uh, Kingston getting taken out, maybe through a table. Uh, With a sign that says, please use my sign? No, no, that got used on Jericho earlier by Dreamer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. The do not enter dreamland sign. Yeah, do not enter. Do not enter sign. (laughs) But anyway, it winds up coming down to Dreamer trying to fight off both guys and gets Jericho out of the ring. So it's him and Raven. Dreamer goes to hit the ropes. Jericho waffles him in the back with Floyd, you know, the baseball bat. Mm -hmm. And then he stumbles into an even flow. One, two, three. Raven pins Tommy again because he has to in the arena. Yes. So then when Jericho comes in to celebrate, celebrate with Raven, uh-huh. go on. then Raven hits the even flow on Jericho. There you go. There yes. you go. <laughs> yes. Jericho gets too chummy with Raven. Raven just drops him on his head. And I, the crowd goes nuts. Exactly. You know what? Crowd goes banana. It was so <laughs> be funny. Beulah will be there, but I don't think she would be, and she would factor in. She might DDT Jericho at some point in the match. Mark, did you know that Bari has made Raven pop? I did. I've heard this story, but I'd love to hear it again. Go ahead, Bari. You tell it, Minder. You've seen it. (laughs) I did see it. We're at Dreamwave. We went to Dreamwave to see Raven. He was up there. Tommy Dreamer actually made an appearance there, too. Uh That was like the big shock of the night. We were all, holy crap, Tommy's here, too. Didn't Raven uh, drop him on his head? I think so. Uh, Raven did not. Not that uh, night. Beat up, uh, ooh, oh, whatever, whatever mid card heel they, whatever mid, whatever mid card heel they have there. Who, who is that guy? You know, huh? what? Their version of QT Marshall. Yeah, but it's uh, b- 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 AJ knows the guy's name. B- 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 don't know that guy. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Buns of Steel. Anyway, yeah, Buns of Steel. That's yeah, Mr. Buns of Steel. Yeah, Mr. Buns of Steel. But anyway. Billy wasn't there, but you know, whatever. Um, you so got your money. <laughs> we, I went. We went to go get our picture taken with Raven. Jay Fowler. There you go. It was Jay Fowler. Um, but uh, we get our picture taken, and 
Jabari makes a comment of greatest ECW champion ever. Well, right next to Raven <laughs> is Shane Douglas. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Raven starts laughing, moves over, says, Shane, Shane, do you hear that? <laughs> and then Jabari got heat with Douglas the rest of the night. It was great. <laughs> Oh, Barry. I made up. Barry. I made up, and I was like, "Oh, but you're the franchise, though." So they got <laughs> no, me a no. few points back. No, it was almost as good as the Basham. It was almost as good as the Basham <laughs> happening, but you know, the forty year old truck driver. Yeah. Now, not for nothing, I do think Shane Douglas is the greatest ECW champion of all time, but that's just me. Yeah, but Barry hence said why he's Raven in the main event. So yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> But yeah, but anyway. that was a fun time. All right, next match here. Uh, another well, the semi-main, uh, I think, a, a dream match for anybody. <laughs> Here's your other hoss fight. Yes, hoss fight part to do, Taz versus Samoa Joe. Uh, I imagine <laughs> these guys won't be snapping each other in the ass with their towels, that's for sure. No, that won't be happening. I imagine an epic stare down at the beginning. Of course. Oh, Bari, there you go. I said, I'll kiss my ass. I met Bari too. St. <laughs> Douglas, comma, probably. He says. Yeah, yeah, he said it. God damn it, kid. <laughs> All right, so uh, I picture the match starts with the stare down in the middle of the ring. A lot of trash talk because, you know, both those guys like to talk, talk trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, throwing hands early. Uh, Taz knocks some, uh, Joe on his ass with the clothesline. Joe gets up, hits him with a, say, a mafia kick, kick him right in the face, knock him down, stand off. Then, uh, then we get into kind of the hold for hold stuff, you know, the suplexes, the, the chin locks, the holds, the submission holds, all that stuff. Joe has to do his walking away, so we need Taz to jump off the top rope for something. Taz never climbed the ropes. I know, <laughs> but problem. we need, but we need that move at some point. My favorite Joe move. <laughs> if he was wrestling Van Dam, maybe. All right, I'll let it slide. We don't have to have this. Is serious business, Menders. This is a hoss fight. Serious There's business, no, exactly. No aerial offense and hoss fights. AJ has a good point. Oh yeah, here we go. The pop when it, when Taz suplexes Joe for the first time in the match. Yeah, because he's probably going to land very high on his shoulders. Very high. In, a, in an unsafe manner, some would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Joe would just get up and do what this has. Yeah, I was going to say, if I, not that I'm a wrestler by any means, but if I had take a suplex from anybody, these would be the two guys I would trust. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if I trust I Taz. I don't know if I trust Taz. I'm Taz's height. It'd be all right. I think if I was going to pick anybody to give me a suplex, I think it, it would have to be in his prime Kurt Angle. Well, yeah. That makes sense. Taz was a little too head droppy. And they looked cool. But okay, right. Taz would grab you by your damn ankles and just throw you and didn't care where you landed at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, I see this being just a total back and forth. Uh, Joe would go for the muscle buster. Taz would wriggle out, go for the choke. Joe roll through. Uh, go for a clothesline. Taz duck it. Put Taz vision on. And I think this is also a uh, a pass out, not a tap out. I don't think Joe would tap out to Taz. Yeah, no. But he may. You never know. 
What do you think? I I'll put it to you guys. Tap out or pass out? Pass out. Okay, Bari? Uh, have we already seen a, uh, a pass We've out? Already seen, yeah, we have I, seen yeah, a pass out. Rhino, Rhino passed out. Rhino passed yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Joe, I'm going to need you to do the job for Taz. Sorry. All right. Not sorry. And I'll bet Joe would because I think Joe respects Taz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Joe, so we'll have Joe tap out to the Taz mission. Uh, Taz is your winner. Uh, they would do the handshake after the match. You know, they they do the respect. I think I'm thinking Joe versus Kabashi style. There you go. And they, yeah, so then Taz gets the win. He and he has to get a win back for the family because Hook lost. Right. All right. Now to paraphrase Mark Henry, it's time for the main event. <laughs> but I'm not a floating head in the middle of the screen, so. You're a floating upper torso. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Main event, non-title match. The franchise, Shane Douglas, MJF. I'm, and we were talking about this. The promos in the build-up to this match would be phenomenal. Yes. Uh, as long as MJF doesn't go, well, back when I was a little kid, I'm tired of those promos. Right. And then Shane would have to watch his language. Yeah. Nah. Put the seven-second delay on there. <laughs> Wait, isn't this a pay-per-view? I guess this it is. is. A, so, if it's on pay-per-view, so it doesn't that. matter. <laughs> fuck it. <Okay>. All right. <laughs> Very true. Yes. I say, right, right, so, I, right, I say give him seven minutes before the match starts to cut a damn promo. Really get him go. into it. Well, Shane go. would cut the promo in the ring before the match. Yeah. Cut my fucking music, he'd say. <laughs> Of course, Francine's there with him. <laughs> She's so cool. She was awesome. Did you get to meet her at the expo last April? We didn't get to meet her, but we, we saw her at the... She was she was very nice. Well, Bari might have. I didn't get to meet her, but I... Yeah, I didn't get to meet her. I went, I went to that... Um, the, the, the panel. Panel, yeah. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, after the panel was over, uh, she and Shane were at the same table uh, in the main room. Ah, so we got so oh, at the ECW table. <laughs> Are you bringing your flag this year? I am After going to. Pan- hopefully, I'll have the money to afford all the autographs that I need. For there you it. go. How many did you uh, get so last year? Any? None. I, I just none. decided to hold off because I had to make sure I had money for the photos and things that I wanted to do with all the guys. Then we need to uh, make a special request to Heather. <laughs> Oh, we may have to have Heather back on before the expo again. We need year. to have Heather back on before the expo. Uh, she was so, so I don't know. If, so, uh, just getting off on a, a slight tangent here. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Bubba and Devon are taking select bookings for signings and uh, uh, wrestling as a team going forward. Oh. I'm And I saw the tweet that Bully put out saying that to that effect, and I may have retweeted it to the uh, expo people. Nice. Maybe we, so maybe we can get them at the uh, at the expo next year, hopefully. You mean no Mick Cardona? Well, he'd be there too. He's got to be. Oh. He's the champ. oh yeah, he's got to be right, he's the champ. champ. I forgot. He's got the damn belt. Along with like four more, from what I've seen yeah. at the House of Glory. He'll be there with his little stupid hat on, his stupid vest. <laughs> hey, he was a nice guy. I've met him twice, yeah. and he's always been cool to me. Yeah. Well. I like as a, as a heel, he's an effectively unlikable heel. Don't get me wrong. He is. I like right, Ray too, but nobody cares. All <laughs> right, should we get back on topic here? Oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? 
All right, so I imagine... Oh, look at that. Is that AJ's wrestling buddy? Yeah, he still hasn't got it yet. Oh, there's a comment. I shudder to think what this is going to say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going to be... Where's Kane with like? a wheelchair when you need him? I've got the wheelchair. Hopefully I won't need it after tomorrow. There you go. Uh, so in this match, I imagine they're both going to try to outheal each other. Like with all the dirty tricks you can imagine. Yeah, of even, course. Even though even though Max is technically a babyface right now, I he's still no. he says it, he's still a scumbag. So it, it, what he's doing right now reminds me so much though of when Austin was still heel but everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is right now. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, that, that ended up disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So thinking about the finish on this one, but like I said, it's just going to be a rule-breaking clinic between these two these two guys. Uh, I've got it where uh, Max goes for the ring, and before he can throw the punch, then Candido hits the uh, apron to distract him. Mm-hmm. So then, so then Candido gets knocked out with it instead of Douglas. But while he's dealing with Candido, here comes Bam Bam, and <laughs> I saw you light up there, Menders. I love Bam Bam. <laughs> so, so you'll like this. So here's how I have it in my head. Bam Bam hits greetings from Asbury Park on MJF, lays him out. Here comes Adam Cole. <laughs> he tries to step up to, to Bam Bam. Bam Bam just picks him up and tosses him into the fourth row. Yeet! Spike Dudley yeah. style. Yeet! Yeet! Yes. But he doesn't get caught up on the rope. <laughs> there, goes, right, there goes that word again. Yes. Uh... Then uh, Bam Bam or MJF crawls over, hits him with a low blow, so Bam Bam's out. So he rolls out, yep. out. And then when he gets up, then Douglas gives him a belly to belly suplex, one, two, three, and he gets the win in this match. Works. Issues, concerns, comments? The like devil it. gets franchised. MJF. Max still looks strong. You know, he got the, it yep. took the triple threat to beat him. Yeah. There you go. The franchise is our winner there in the main event. The ECW fans go home happy. Yeah, and he got his ass franchised. <laughs> yes. In my best Shane Douglas voice. <laughs> AJ. Bam Bam then bam, looks bam, at the ref and asks, who was that emaciated child after he eats coal? Oh. All right, so so that will bring it into our first ever fantasy supercard. I enjoyed the hell out of this. I don't know about you guys. How how did you feel about it? It was fun. It was fun. I it think was fun. I think it's worth it to do this again down the road. We won't do it super regularly. Maybe once every other month or so. Well, what's our next one though? Because we already had it. We already talked about it, isn't it? Like uh, we decided uh, our next one's going to be 1997 uh, WWF versus WCW. Yeah. Like, late 90s. Like, it doesn't have to just be 97, but like, I'm thinking, like, Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars, WWF right. versus WCW. Okay. So that's what we'll think about. That's fun. Right. So I think we we can ideas. get some of our dream matches that they wanted to give us later after everybody was not in their prime anymore. Right. 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 Yes. All right. Well, Menders, we're actually doing pretty good. <laughs> we're just now hitting two hours, so. Yeah. That's not too bad, considering. No. I, I really thought All we'd right. be, I thought this would be a little bit later. 
Yeah. Well, I was conscious. I wanted to make sure we didn't spend all night. But, uh... <laughs> AJ. Bret AJ. Hart pre-screwjob versus Bret Hart post-screwjob. <laughs> Is this before uh, or after Goldberg? Right. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I guess we'd have to make a ruling. Would Bret be WWF or WCW? Yeah, we need to I'm figure that out. I'm thinking maybe WWF. But we got time. We got time. Yeah, we got time. All right. Well, we got some more business to take care of, guys. And uh, with that, we're going to go to this. So we are going to do the JTR Hall of Fame this week. And Menders, you made a special request for this one. Oh, so, it was my uh, pick. You asked it was my pick could... time. It was your pick. But, but I did want to. I did run a... say no. Well, because technically he's not done with wrestling yet. True, but he's but already he in a Hall of Fame. Fame so. Yeah. All right. Well, Menders, I'm going to actually let you take the reins on this because I have to pee. So I'm going to let you talk oh. about Edge with Bari here. So here All you right. go. The rated R superstar so Edge. Excited. So I'm going to leave it to you here while I go and do this, and I will come back. I'll be back before you're done with this, so I'll be able to chime in. Oh, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. Well, all you right, have all the it. pictures, don't you? So we have to wait till you come back. Uh, actually, pictures, uh, uh, no, no pictures this time. It's just going to be no uh, pictures. Your punums. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a little bit in a rush. Uh, I got to stop talking to hand. Go, Barry. When was the first time you saw Edge? Uh, the first time I remember Edge, um, seeing Edge, sorry, um, was going to be um, SummerSlam 98 when he tagged with Sable against Mark Merrill and Jackie. Oh, that wow. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that was, I, I want to say it was his first match. Probably was when you're going back that far because that was before yeah. him and Christian were together. So Exactly, exactly. So what's your favorite Edge? Rated R Superstar? Five second pose or brood. My favorite edge um, is probably going to be um, towards the end of his five second stuff with Christian when he was off getting ready to do his single stuff um, once he won the King of the Ring uh, yep. two thousand one. Um, that's probably my favorite edge. Um, that summer he was on fire. Uh, he had won the Intercontinental Championship. He had won the King of the Ring, and he had won the United States Championship. So he was on fire that summer. Yeah, because I remember down in St. Louis, uh, Christian and Edge were going at it at No Mercy. Yeah, that was in that a, ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching it on TV. Yeah, that was a damn good match. <laughs> Some yeah. friends of mine actually went down to that one, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. But you have Edge with the Brood, which it, 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 the Brood is still one of my favorite factions of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, they had that unique entrance. Gangrel had a had a unique look, and yeah. so therefore Edge and Christian had a unique look there in the beginning. Yeah, they were a great little trio. To me, Edge looked more menacing in the Brood. Yeah, I I liked his look. I liked the vampire look. He had the whole vampire Lost Boys look. Exactly, and I yeah. loved it. Well, we've yeah, gotten yeah. to the Brood so far, Mark. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's all the further we've got. Mark, uh, when was the first time that you seen uh, Edge? 
uh, first time was when right when he debuted in WWF. Actually, you know what? I was wrong. I do have some pictures. But there you go. Ah, there we go. And I have two I thirds of those people's up on my signatures. Yes. Two thirds. I need. I need Edge. I still need Edge. <laughs> <laughs> of all people. Of all people. But I've got Christian right. and Gangrel, so now I just need Edge. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my uh, first time seeing uh, Edge was right around SummerSlam '98, when uh, he was Sable's mystery partner. Yep. yep, that was the same time Barry said was... too. <laughs> Two brains, one brain. I guess no. I yep, told against you, Mark Merrill and Jackie. Wasn't a bad match uh, either. No, I liked Edge when he first debuted. I mean, I always, I always have, but I was, I was sixteen, so I thought he had a really cool look. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, but that was when the move set was good. Yeah. Well, we were talking to about King when he won King of the Ring, when uh oh yeah, Kurt Angle got oh, screwed over. Yeah. Oh, by because, Shane O'Mac. Yeah. yeah, by Shane O'Mac with the absolute. That's Shane O'Mac and Kurt Angle though. Then is probably one of my favorite freaking matches. That Even though hurts me just to watch it. Yeah, yeah. still yeah. one of my favorites. So. Uh, okay, so so we talked about the Brood. Uh, I gotta show this picture because I I, I love the, the five second. So that's the thing. I always had a hard time with picking which one was my favorite because I felt like Edge. Oh, I got mine. Like, well, I felt like Edge was a lot like the Undertaker, where he was able to evolve, and they might not have been the greatest, but at the time they were what the company needed. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, it does make sense. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta throw this picture up. You're talking about the five-second pose? <laughs> oh, angle. <laughs> oh, they have so much fun. What was oh, they it they called them? Steve's team Eck? Eck. Team Eck. E-C-K. Team Eck. E-C-K. <laughs> but man, that WrestleMania 17, that's still one of their one of the I, best matches. It was I one of the best matches, matches, but that was so but, good. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the best matches that everybody sleeps on the year before at WrestleMania 2000, that triangle ladder match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That right there is, that right there is what set the precedent for the uh, TLC uh, fiasco. Well, that's back, when, See, Edge and that's back when Rhino was with Edge and Christian. Yeah. right Because they the, had Rhino. you closed down. Yep, yeah, they had Rhino, Douglas Dudley's had Spike. had Spike, and Hardy's, Hardy's had Lita. Yep. So, so the way I see it, Edge and Christian and the Hardys got made in that No Mercy ladder match in 99. Yes. The Dudleys got made in the match in WrestleMania 2000. Because they were still fairly new to the company when... I know they mm -hmm. had the tag straps, but they were still fairly new to, to the WWF. Well, and, uh, no, Reb. You can even Reb. You can even take a step back with the Dudleys, and the Dudleys arrived at a uh, Royal Rumble 2000 in that tag team tables match. The oh, the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's back when I could stand the Hardys. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were they were young and exciting back then. Now they're just old and out of touch. But that's neither here nor there. But no, that that triangle ladder match though, uh, and going into the TLC, I always thought TLC one was better than the triangle ladder match. At 2000, WrestleMania, but that TLC two at WrestleMania seventeen trumped them all. It was just so good. Plus, Problem it was on such a huge that, scale. 
Yeah, and it set the standards so high that I haven't seen a match to even come close to no. it. Nope. No, I've hated just about every ladder match since then, except for maybe a handful. I'll even I'll put Undertaker and Jeff Hardy on the list of ones I liked. Well, they had yeah. on Raw in O2. But for the most part, yeah, they it's just cringy watching these guys try to top what they did before, and somebody's, somebody won't get hurt. I'm surprised that the worst injury I've ever seen in a ladder match was Joey Matthews getting his face torn off. That ladder. Torn off, yeah. exactly. Then but you anyway, had... I'm just, Let's see. We had the uh, another one of my favorite Edge rivals was uh, Kurt Angle when they started the "You Suck" chant. Uh huh. I was in the uh, I was in the arena in Peoria when they debuted the "You Suck" T-shirt. Me too. Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy Orton good. made his debut. The "You Suck" yep. and the "You Suck" Hogan shirt came was there. Out. Taker was there. Oh, that uh, was back when uh, Al Snow was teaming with Maven. Yeah. Stacy Keebler gave Vince a head massage, which was off-putting. Yeah, but that was also what got uh, Randy uh, in This trouble. head, by the way, this head. Not the <laughs> yeah. unseemly. That wasn't you saved that for the paralegals. Insinuated, but okay. But yeah. Well, I, my mind that. is perpetually in the gutter. <laughs> Always. Uh, uh, Ed shaved Kurt's head. People yeah. forget that sometimes. <laughs> the headgear that he used to wear. Oh my god. Oh, it was so good. So good. <laughs> Then Hogan ripped it off and put it on his head. King of the yeah, yeah. Can we, well, right. Can we just appreciate how good that era of SmackDown was? No so kidding. Oh, we talked about this on Gold Rush, Barry, talking about the uh, SmackDown <laughs> Six O Two. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it was so good. Well, you had, it was Paul think of who you had though. You had you had Taker. You had Jericho. You had Triple H. You had Hogan. He added into it too. Right. Uh, Brock eventually. Brock eventually. Brock. Yeah. yeah Angle. Brock. Edge. Yeah. Booker uh, T. Young, young Cena. Young Orton. Young Cena. Yeah, yeah. Young Orton. The Ganettos. Right. Yeah. Billy and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> but then, oh, don't forget about Rico. In... Oh, and Rico. How can you forget Rico? Uh, but no, go. Angle like half like. Into like July, August, that's when you get Benoit, you get the Guerreros, you get uh, Mysterio. Yeah. It was just, they were just cooking in 02 on SmackDown. So good. Yeah. So uh, then you had, let's see, then Edge, if I, you guys might have to correct me because this is when I quit watching for a little while, but kind of still followed. Mm-hmm. Um, then did he win the Money in the Bank? No. Uh, after 02, he broke his neck. So he was okay. out for about a year. And he was going so for, he missed all of for the Rumble? No, no, no. You're getting ahead of me here. Okay. So in, o- in February of 03, he broke his neck the first time. And he was out until after uh, Mania 20 in 04. Okay. So then he came back uh, as a baby face. Uh, he had uh, had this run with the IC title. Yep. He was on Raw. Then, I was when he came out to uh, Living Dead Girl. No, no, no. That was in 02. Okay. He was back to his original music by this point. Oh, okay. Did you think you know me one? Uh, you think but, you know me? Right. But he had feuds with Jericho and Evolution on Raw. Uh, won the tag belts with Benoit a couple times. Uh, then he turned heel, and then that's when he started doing... He started kind of morphing into that like ultimate opportunist edge. And that's when he won Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 21. Okay. 
So I was, yeah, then, I was a little out of sync. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you enjoy his work with Lita? <sighs> I'm so torn on it because I'm one of those. I like storytelling that's real life. I do like storytelling that's real life. So the fact that all of it ended up playing out and he had the big feud with Matt. That part I liked. I I was okay with it. Right. Um, it, it got a little cringy after after Matt, though. A little yeah. cringy. Um, do we need to but get into it? the uh, celebration it? after he won the WWE Championship? On Raw, the celebration? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, cringy. Yeah, I'll discuss it. I'm going for a bathroom break. <laughs> 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 but, uh, that no, is true about that, bathroom. I I was thrilled when he won the title from Cena when he cashed in. I was pissed that he only held it for about three weeks. He, well, but he had to. Wasn't he injured again? No, he was still healthy. Oh, okay. Because he wound up going into the feud with Foley. Okay. So Cena won the belt back at the Rumble. Then uh, he held it until, well, until uh, one night stand. But yeah, Edge won the belt, held it for three weeks, dropped it to Cena at the Rumble, and then went right into the stuff with Foley going into Mania. Is that when he dropped it in Canada? No, no. That okay, was, so that was uh, later. Okay. That was the TLC match at Unforgiven. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, I know you don't like the deathmatch stuff, Menders, and the hardcore stuff. What did you think of the match with Foley at WrestleMania? Okay, so I had to go back and watch it because that was when I kind of quit watching for a while. Uh-huh. And when I went back and watched it, it was cringy. It was real cringy. But, <laughs> but it was okay. I, I was okay with it. It wasn't my favorite match by any means, but... Did you like the fire? They didn't light the fire. <laughs> Don't you remember on ENC when... ENC, when they had their show, when they had the podcast, they had a song yeah. that said the flame going through the flaming tables and they didn't start the fire. It was great. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... but I don't think they should have done that match. I know Mick now goes back and he says he hated that match because he couldn't, he was so disappointed in it yeah. just because he couldn't do what he wanted to do to help. Yeah. So. Yeah, the match I'm he a... had with Orton at Backlash 04 was way better. Yeah. Uh, fully, I mean. Uh, mm -hmm. So, anyway, Edge wins. He, oh, Edge helped Van Dam beat Cena at One Night Stand for the title. Uh, I loved because he came out, he had the helmet and the trench coat. He didn't know who it was until he got, until he speared Cena and took the helmet off. Because the fans hated Edge during his match because it was the match, it was him and Foley against Dreamer and Funk. Yeah. So, everybody was. Just hated on Edge, but then at the they end were of the night they were chanting. What? I said they, uh, Foley and uh, Edge were uh, co-hardcore champions. Yes, yes, but at the end of the night they were chanting "Thank you, Edge," because he helped Van Dam win the title. <laughs> well, you know, you take the good with the bad. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Edge, I remember Edge and Van Dam had a really good match at Vengeance that year, like the next pay per view for the title. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, it was it was really good, and it was back when Van Dam had both both belts because he didn't want to give up the WWE title because it spins. Right. His his words. Hey, I got this one and it spins too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Van Dam goes and does Van Dam things, gets suspended, so he 
So they had to drop the take the belt off of him. I was actually surprised. I thought they were just gonna put it right back on Cena because you know that's what their tend go to use was. They put it on Edge, and he had about a three month run with it. Well, maybe closer yes. to two, but uh, but yeah, they did the. I love the feud with Cena at this point when uh, Edge went to his house and slapped his dad. Yeah, I. I this is when I really enjoyed it because this is when. Like when Edge beat Cena in Boston, uh-huh. didn't he? And yeah. then, and then they did everything. Kind of happened. They just yeah. changed everything, and that was when you know that was when you didn't win in your hometown all the time. Right, Barry. What'd you think of this belt? Uh, we all know how I feel about the spinner. So uh-huh. slapping a rated R sticker on it didn't make it any better. <laughs> Yeah, when I when they said that he was debuting a custom belt, I was hoping it wouldn't have the spinner. You would have thought it'd be a little bit more edge like. It was just seemed like it was just they forgot what they were gonna do till like the day of, so they just took a belt out of the crate and put a sticker on it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, God, have you have you ever seen one of those spinner belts in real life? Uh, no, I try to God, avoid them. Uh, uh, first off, it looks like a damn toy, and then when you pick right. it up, it weighs about twenty five pounds. It's so I'll say it looks heavy, heavy as hell. It's it's so heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah, uh, I had a client. I, I had a client years ago, and he had the smoking skull belt, and he had the spinner, and I said, Jesus Christ, this thing is gaudy, awful, and heavy. <laughs> Get yeah, out of my it, life. <laughs> was it JBL that called the spinner belt a uh, gimmick sideshow? Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. I right yeah. for them but right for them to and I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but for them oh, to okay. have it for ten years. Ten years they had ten, that ten. Yes. Ten. Well no, eight years. Close enough. Five to thirteen. <laughs> long enough. Long enough. Well, I, and, I, and, and I love that undisputed belt. The yeah, one that yeah, they yeah. retired. That was such a cool belt. We're going to do an yep. episode on that belt sometime, Bari. We will. We will, yes. On Gold Rush YouTube. Check it out. Uh, but what we won't be doing is an episode on w, on, on that spinner catastrophe. That, no, that I think we can, avoid, we can avoid the spinner. Uh, <laughs> it may come up. I think we're going to do a belt. Uh, we're doing, uh, we're going to do a belt. We're going to do an episode on like custom belts at some point, and that may come up in conversation, but we're not going to yeah. devote a whole episode to the spinners. No. No. Uh, so Edge has a run of about five years where he's either world champion, he's in the hunt for the world championship, or he's hurt. One of those three things was happening the entire time. And, uh, I forget how many times they said he held the world title. Was it 11? That sounds right. So he built up quite a... He built up quite a legacy between 2006 and 2011 with that title. Yeah. Uh, well, both titles. He held world title and the, and the WWE title. But, uh, but why eventually... did he have to try to marry Vicky? Uh, I don't know. Ultimate opportunist. He was <laughs> right, right. He was digging down to his bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it was just weird. And that's how I like to say about that. <laughs> all the, all, although the video montages were funny as hell, though, when they oh, were like, they on were. the swing set and at the picnic or whatever, it was just cheesy, <laughs> and I, I laughed at it. I'll be, I'll admit it. But we're in heaven. And... <laughs> uh, so, 
Uh, we got to bring it up, Menders. Uh, the night after WrestleMania 27, I think it was. I cried. I cried. I cried. Nobody saw it coming. Nope. Oh, in fact, AJ fact checked us. It was 11. Thank you, AJ. Thanks, AJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It came uh, number one. He was a SmackDown guy, so he was coming out on Raw, which I thought was weird at first until he made his announcement. Uh, yeah, just took everybody by surprise. Nobody knew. Uh, I mean, we all knew he had neck problems, but nobody right. knew how severe they were at the time. And, uh, and then, yeah. Then he went bye bye for a while. Got yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine years later, debuts at the at the Rumble. Huge pop. One of the biggest pops I remember. Uh, yeah, we Matt, were. Were you at my house? Yeah, I'm about to say, AJ and I were at your house, maybe, and we all popped for it, too. So I was remember watching the shirt I was house. wearing? I remember yeah. the shirt I was I remember the shirt I was wearing, because yeah. it had been speculated he was coming back. So I was like, What shirt were you I wearing? I have the You Think You Know Me shirt from, oh, okay. like, 9 or 0102. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I have that shirt. I wore that shirt that night. I was like, if he comes back, I want to be able to say I wore the shirt. I knew it was going to happen. So I was wearing my Zubas that night, but I forget no. which one I was wearing. <laughs> There's a shocker. Uh, me and Narge were both rocking the Zubas, watching the Royal Rumble in his house. I can imagine that. I tried to talk him into getting the boys their own pairs of Zubas, but I don't think Rachel was going for that. It's kind of like, I, I, probably, I, I may have gotten rolled eyes from Stacy when I suggested it. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, remind me, after the show, I've got to send you a picture of what I was wearing yesterday, because uh, it was it was ridiculous. Okay. But ridiculously comfortable. But well, that's all that really matters. It, but it, uh, Stacy said I looked ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's just a little teaser. But yeah, uh, when, he, when he retired, though, I, I was a mess. When he, when he retired the first time. Yeah. I was a mess. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, do you think... Oh, sorry. Oh, it was just kind of... It's kind of like, you know, what happened with Daniel Bryan. Or Bryan. What, yeah. However you want to say his name. Daniel Bryan. He, yeah. he didn't want to be... He didn't want to be done. He was forced no. to be done. Yeah, that's why I'm glad he got to come back and kind of I'm do things on his so own terms. I'm so glad he got to come back. Now, he, now, they haven't said if he's retired yet. He may still resign. Right. And that, and He's that's got a contract fine. in his inbox, I guess, but I think they're mm-hmm. just far apart on money. Well, and I—I I mean, that's fine. I get it. I don't even—you you know what? I don't even know if it's even for money. I wonder if it's not for schedule. Maybe it could be because you know he's got—he's got his girls, and he wants—he's got his be girls, and they're getting older, and I'm sure he doesn't yeah. want to be away from them. So right, right, right. Um, uh, do now, you want to see Edge go to AEW? No. <sighs> I'm torn. Oh, I know I know why you're torn. You want Edge and Christian back. I want Edge and Christian back so bad. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I don't know if it's going to be worth it or if it should just stay in my memory the way Edge and Christian E&C was. Like, yeah. I'm afraid that Tony will gunk it up so badly that I'm going to hate it. He may. And Maybe I sex in Hardcastle again. Uh, AJ called me out. He, uh, we forgot to talk about the match Edge had with Taker at WrestleMania 24. For yeah, the, for the world title, which is one of my favorite WrestleMania matches. So, 
I think we need to discuss that a little bit. That's one of the few times I thought Edge or Taker might lose. Yeah. There's only a handful of Taker matches in here I thought. AJ says, well, Edge never knew his father, so beware of him being around the current Christian. <laughs> Very true. Although, and also, Edge's mother did pass away, so he could always yeah. pivot a little bit and go with a mom. Well, I, I don't think Christian would do that. Not to Edge. No. They've they've known each other. I mean, shoot, they yeah. they traveled around Canada when shoot, Rhino was still with them. Yeah. Because I don't know if you ever heard the story where Christian got speared by Rhino while they were stuck out on a frozen lake. Oh, I've heard they had a lot of adventures on those ice roads when they would get stuck. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how can you... You say that, AJ. I, I, I don't know if he would. I, I, I'll i give Christian a bit of a doubt on this one. I think AJ would, or I think Christian would do it if Edge gave him his blessing. Right. If Edge said it was okay, it would definitely be right. a shoot, but... I think Christian might be the only guy that could get away with that. With Probably. Edge. Probably. Uh, the only reason I would want to see Edge back is if we could get Edge and Christian against FTR. To AW. Yeah, I think FTR would respect him enough yeah. to work to work to work with business, them. And I think Ian other... C I think Edge and Christian would respect FTR enough. I know Edge would to do the same thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> Edge, Edge is a big fan. <laughs> That's it. Smart ass. But because yeah. Edge yeah. and Christian both are big fans of FTR. They oh, yeah. well they were well, they FTR were helped fans. Edge get back in the ring. Yeah, well and, and they were big fans of the revival back when yeah. ENC was doing the podcast. So Yeah. Because I know when Edge was had his second major neck surgery, like when he was getting ready to come back to the ring, those guys came to his house and they worked yeah. out with him. So it's kind of up there with Seamus on the bicycle. <laughs> that video right. is hilarious. <sighs> so okay. presently, so presently, Judgment Day is a big deal on Raw. How did you feel about Judgment Day when Edge was was a member? I wish they would have let Edge run with it. I really that. do. That's a that's a cool looking group right there. I I don't know what happened there with creative. I think but... they needed a baby face because Cody got hurt. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm convinced because that's right when Cody got hurt and they needed a baby face, so they I think they just pivoted to Edge. But and I get I, it. But... I didn't like the fact it was Finn. Finn I was really not didn't. Uh, I yeah. think Cross would have been a better choice. Or Mac well, but the problem is you have to have somebody in there that's gonna have some pull with the higher ups and believe that there's pull in the higher ups. Cause this was right at the beginning when Priest and Rhea hadn't really got super established yet. Right. Now look that, at that. Edge looks like a leader there. He does. There's Nowadays there's not a clear cut leader in the judgment day. Some say oh, it's, Finn, some say it's, it's Priest. Well I've decided it's Rhea. <laughs> it probably is Rhea, actually. It We've probably got the is the biggest Rhea. balls in that group. Mm -hmm. They're on her chest, but yes. <laughs> Big breast ones. Uh, but yeah, I I wish they wouldn't have. I, I agree with AJ. I wish they wouldn't have kicked Edge out. I yeah, think Edge it had a hasty. lot. There was a lot of stuff that Edge could have done with it. Oh, and yeah. I, but I get that he was getting tired of the. I, the supernatural stuff. The supernatural stuff. If they would have just yeah. kept it as Judgment Day. Yeah. 
I think it would have been fine. But when they start going supernatural, yeah. that was when I kind of yeah, on Judgment I kind of checked out. Then they kind of they kind of pivoted, and then they got on the right track. After and they then got, when they got uh, back dominant. on the right track, I was okay with it. Yeah, but it is what All it is. Right. Yeah. Well, Menders, this was a fine choice for the Hall of Fame. This uh, this episode, uh, uh, we're all Edge fans for sure. So definitely, it was it was a, it was a good call. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think that nickname's going to catch on, AJ. <laughs> Uh, how uh, Rhea Big Dick Energy Ripley is the leader, but Damien is the underboss. I I like under I like Damien as the underboss. That's a good call. Yeah, he's got the briefcase. Yeah, the Dom is the jabroni. Uh, he's Dom's the one ball. there to eat the pen and to get the heat. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Finn. Right, and Finn. I love Finn, but it's it still seems kind of like an odd fit for him there. Yeah. Now, I like, maybe I like when... heel Finn, but I don't oh, know about Judgment too. Day Finn. But maybe JD will bring some more to it to where, I don't know. We'll maybe. see. What? Oh, but <laughs> AJ and Balor is there also. <laughs> yeah. uh, Finn, uh, the wife just told me she wants Finn and Becky to start a faction of Irish people. Well, okay. I... The fighting Irish. Might upset Seth a little, but okay. <laughs> Gangs of New York eat your heart out. <laughs> there you go. He has a top hat. He gets the mustache. <laughs> so, Mark, how about you? You and Bari will have a lot more to say on this uh, top 10 list than I will. So, let's move yeah, on let's, to the top 10 let's, list. Let's get to that. Hey, we might be done with this shit by nine o'clock. What do you think of that? That's awesome because I haven't ate yet. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry too. <laughs> yeah, all, right. all right, here we go. start i like aj's idea oh hang on what did you say oh here we go becky finn shambo i guess i mean seamus mm-hmm. <laughs> becky finn shambo the irish world order <laughs> i like it stacy likes it she's approving in the background okay good <laughs> all right so here we go top 10 tuesday in this week's uh subject and because i forgot to do an actual banner here Greatest ECW feuds, since we did Impact last episode, and we talked a lot about ECW today, so I figured, why not do uh, top 10 ECW feuds here? Now, I actually do have a couple honorable mentions that I'm going to throw out there before we get into this. Okay. Uh, and I'm not just saying this because he's coming on the show in two weeks. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer and Just Incredible had one of my favorite feuds in ECW. Sorry. <laughs> I talked about incredible getting heat. Justin getting heat on Dreamer was just a gold mine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dreamer yeah. was the baby face of ECW. Yeah. And uh, and the other one, uh, Sabu and the Sandman. That uh, stairway to hell match that they had is just yeah ungodly. So so those are my two honorable mentions. That's a, okay. The stairway to hell match. Okay, so that was 
that was the match that Sandman was tripping on acid, right? I think it was. He thought Sabu was a giant lizard. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have. I'd love to talk to Sandman and get the scoop on that from the horse's mouth or the lizard's mouth, if you will. Yeah, the lizard's mouth. Will. The lizard's mouth. <laughs> oh, Sandman. Well, he was always half drunk when he went to the ring, anyway. Exactly. The... He drank half a six pack before he got there. <laughs> Uh, 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 well, half, drunk, of half of a six pack. He'd spit it out. Drunk among other things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I still don't know how Tommy Dreamer trusted Sandman enough to let him build the scaffold before that Brian Lee match at High Incident. Because Sandman built the scaffold and it was just kind of swaying all over the place if you watch that <laughs> match. It was just a platform on like four chains. It wasn't. There wasn't. It wasn't the corny scaffold from Starcade. God. I would have said, fuck that. Yeah, no. I think there's you a there they and... stack tables up six high, so they'd have a long way to fall if they fell off of it. Exactly. No, you get up there and you try it. Oh, AJ has a <laughs> quote. Quote, you talk about ECW being sex, drugs, rock and roll. The other guys were there for the girls. I was there for the drugs. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we saw Sandman at the expo too, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, he was did. there. Yeah, he didn't wrestle, but he was there for uh, doing the signing, doing the panels, all that I'm, stuff. I'm not sure he could have wrestled, honestly. Probably not. <laughs> he could have come out and swung a stick. Yeah, so he looked stick. a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyhow, time y'all. Has been, time has not been kind to the Sandman, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right, let's get into this list, because I said we were going to be done by nine. If we keep lollygagging, it's going to be ten. So let's get into... <laughs> Let's get into our, our list here. Number 10, uh, Menders will, probably won't care for this one too much. Axel versus yeah. Ian. Ah, the rotten, <laughs> rotten mania. Yeah. I don't even know uh, who Axel is, but I know who Ian is, and no, I'm good. You guys discuss. <laughs> well, Axel got more steam after the bad breeds, but uh, Axel and Ian were the bad breed. They were a tag team in the early days of ECW. Later on, Axel was teaming with Balls Mahoney in like the later part. But at this point, these guys were just like a, a hardcore tag team. They feuded with Public Enemy and the Gangsters and all those guys. Often using plunder, believe it or not. Uh, both guys could wrestle, but they just chose not to. <laughs> it was just, they made more money doing the weapons, so they stuck with it. And eventually they lost a... Losing team must split up match. Split up. Ian blamed Axel. Axel blamed Ian. And they wound up going in. And they had, a, I think it was the feud of the year from a PWI 95. And it was just like they'd have barbed wire baseball bat matches, uh, all kinds of gimmick matches. And the blow off was the first Taipei death match. Uh, broken glass glued to the, to the wrist tape. To the wrist tape, yeah. Absolutely appalling, but hey. I got a feeling that they got a lot of input on this match. Yeah. Uh, AJ chimed in. uh, Ian Rotten did introduce the world to Mickey Knuckles, so I'll give him that. That's very true. Yeah, I'll I'll give him that. I love Mickey Knuckles. He also said Corny hated this one. Yeah, this is not (laughs) Corny's uh, uh, forte, the the Taipei death match. No. But anyway, I put that on there. Just Number one, it was a feud of the year, and the match is so notorious, I had to put it on there at number 10. Uh. Number nine, not horribly different, but very different. Uh, Public Enemy versus the Gangsters. 
this was okay. like the first big tag team like feud that they had. Uh, the gangsters just coming out of Smoky Mountain. Coming out of Smoky Mountain. Go to ECW. Uh, right, and all and the nuclear heat they got down there. New Jack scaring everybody just by talking. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my favorite moments are watching New Jack cutting the promos in the ring and Jim Ross just looking at him. <laughs> it's like, good God, what's he going to say next? Yeah. Well, New Jack but, uh, was a little off. Just a yeah. little. Yeah. Mustafa was the voice of reason in that tag team. Uh, <laughs> and then Public Enemy. Uh, a lot of people have opinions on Public Enemy, for better or worse. Uh, Ted Petty, uh, Rocco Rock, should, is one of the more underrated workers uh, in wrestling. He just, same deal, he knew where the money was. The money was doing the hardcore stuff. But he was, he would wrestle in Japan in the 80s as the Cheetah Kid. And then, he, I think he was in, he was on Team South Africa in the uh, Pat O'Connor tournament at Startade. If I'm not mistaken, but so he could wrestle. Just, like I said, he just he he knew the uh, he knew where the money was. Oh, AJ was <laughs> in Smoky Mountain. The only instructions Corny gave Jack for his promos was go make white people mad, and he did. <laughs> and he did. He did. Oh boy, he, said, he did. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. All right. So number eight, we're getting into the later years. Uh, uh, Kind of the more mainstream accepted ECW, I guess you'd call it. Tajiri versus Crazy. I when I was doing my little bit of research, this was number ten on their list. So yeah. Okay. Uh, I almost went with Tajiri versus Crazy versus Guido, but I couldn't find a good picture. Oh, Guido. <laughs> exactly, and it's like how many how many pay per views did these two start? <laughs> you know. Oh, several. <laughs> I think they wrestled just about every pay per view in 1999. Either yeah. three way or or one uh, some pairing of the three. I think yeah. what I read is they had like forty matches. I believe it. Uh, Guido also, by the way, uh, maybe the biggest feat in ECW. If you ever look at his, if you look at he, his feet are friggin' gunboats. <laughs> and I just remember, and I think it was on SmackDown, maybe uh, Joey and. Maybe it was ECW, like WWE CW, but it was Taz and Joey doing commentary, and the feet came up, and Taz said something about how big his feet were, and then Joey said, congratulations to Guido's wife. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, I shouldn't have taken a drink when you said that. I, I saw you starting to go like, oh shit, she might do a spit take, but no luck. That is true. AJ has a good point. I remember that. That was at uh, War Games. <laughs> that was at War Games down in Noble. Oh, oh wow! So Super Crazy rolled out to the ring to hit the dab pin during a match with Gary J. Zerwa. It was Gary J. Kind of... and Victor, wasn't it? Victor, Gary J. and so. Super Crazy. Yeah. I think so. A junior title match. Yeah, would have been because Victor would have had the title. That Very was nice. be- that was before. We got, yeah, because that would have been, that was in May of 21, I think. Uh, (laughs) Asia says, Victor may have been involved. I've drank since then. All right, talk amongst yourself. I'm going to find out. All right, well, let's move on to the next thing on the list here, Bari. Uh, One of my favorites here, number seven. 
Shane Douglas versus Taz. Yeah. Uh, this spanned multiple championships, multiple multiple years. It was like it was a good three or four year feud. Uh, multiple belt designs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taz beat Shane for the TV title and the world title in mm-hmm. that span. Uh, that's when Taz introduced the FTW belt because he thought Shane was ducking him. Yep. Uh, to be fair, Shane was hurt. He was hurt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved the promos back and forth between the two of them. Uh, it was kind of without getting into the hardcore stuff. This was the best like counterbalance in the company. You had Shane, who's like the traditional heel. And then you got Taz who throws in the the judo and the, the suplexes and all that stuff and putting Fight night baby face. Yeah. And I'm I'm chuckling at Candido in this picture, just taking it in. Well I yeah. wanna see. Hold on, let me switch back. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh I love the angle in ninety eight. Right after Shane got hurt and then between the time Shane got hurt and when Taz debuted the FTW belt, when Shane or when Taz attacked Shane at WrestlePalooza and took him out before his match with Al Snow, and you wouldn't have believed that Taz was the was the babyface in that on that show because the crowd was kind of pissing all over him. They were they were they were mad at Taz for taking out the heel, which was crazy to me. Right. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, but okay. Right. Right. But it was good business. And then Shane went out and had a really good match with Al Snow, even though he had a broken arm and a busted face. So, some credit to him. All right. Uh, number six is a an educational moment for Dwayne Carter. Mike <laughs> Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Yeah, Dwayne said he'd never heard of Tanaka when I said he was wrestling. We had him against Moxley in our card. <laughs> both me, Narge, and I both said, go watch him and Mike Awesome. And he did. And he said he enjoyed it, but he had never heard of Tanaka before that. So this I, feud is what got me back into watching ECW. Yeah, this feud was going on when I first actually started getting to watch it live. I read about it in the magazines for years, but right. then once they got on TNN, I was able to actually watch the show because I didn't get the other channels. Exactly. And then uh, I believe they traded the belt over two weeks in on television in December. Uh, of course, the match at Anarchy rules them with Taz when Awesome won the belt the first time. Uh, the Heat Wave. I watched the Heat Wave match last week when uh, Tanaka put Awesome through the table on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Awesome's head broke his fall on right. that powerbomb. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. And it was also... it was it was Victor Super Crazy and Gary J. Okay. But the yeah, and then also, can we just take a minute to celebrate Mike Awesome's mullet in ECW? <laughs> a glorious. mullet's always the best. Yeah, the mullet of all mullets. Yeah. If I had a little more on top, I might go for. I might try it again, but I don't think I I could get that lucky. I'd get. I went up with the Hogan look. Oh, AJ says honorable mention for their one night stand 05 rematch. That was that was the best match on that one night stand card. Yeah. In 05. Brought the house down. Almost literally. (laughs) Even though Awesome didn't have the mullet anymore. But anyway. Alright, so number five. Tommy Dreamer versus the Dudleys. I say Tommy Dreamer because he had 
any number of partners when he took them on, whether it was Spike or the Sandman, New Jack. <laughs> but it always seemed to kind of just revolve around Tommy. Uh, yeah. That we just put Beulah out and then uh, just tormented Tommy up, up until the day they left the company. That first uh, ECW on TNN taping, they were leaving, but they were going to leave with the tag titles. And then that's the night that Raven came back and he and Tommy yeah. won the tag belts from him. Sure is. And I love that angle just because there was also the promo that was cutting on Tommy before, like before Tommy ran into the ring. Because that's when Tommy was selling the back injury and he was supposed to be retired. But they, uh, they said all the right things to get Tommy mad enough to run into the ring and then they beat the piss out of him. <laughs> Tommy always kind of reacted and then, yeah, I wondered if you yeah. were going to put that up. <laughs> uh, I really liked the Eddie match on that show, but I got to give it to Tanaka and Awesome. Uh, I, I, I like Eddie how match, put that. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Joey saying that that match, Eddie and Benoit was the one that Paulie always wanted to have in ECW, but never got the chance to do it because they wound up going to WCW. Yeah. Because I think as good as the matches they had in every other company, I think they would have really put themselves over the top in ECW if they would have had a match. Well, ECW didn't have as many restrictions, in my opinion. So no, but they didn't need restrictions. They right. like, look at the stuff Eddie did with with Malenko. They right. it was just a pure technical wrestling match and got that bloodthirsty Philly crowd on their feet for it. Yep, which is really saying something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I love the Tommy stuff. And then also they had a fun match at One Night Stand. Tommy and Sam Man against the Dudleys when they put Tommy through the flaming table. <laughs> Tommy's always going through something. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, bless his heart, he's the most popular babyface in ECW, but he's all, also always the guy that's going to do the job. Right. And usually by his choice. Yes. He's like the first guy to get in line to put somebody over, which I respect that about Tommy. He knows. I mean, yeah. you got you to gotta push the future. You really do. Well, we're gonna, so. uh, in two weeks, we're going to ask uh, our guests quite a bit about Tommy and the stuff he did with him because Tommy and and but between 99 and 01 Tommy and Just Incredible were just about synonymous with each other AJ's got a point oh, <laughs> facts <saying>? oh <laughs> see nobody got their ass whipped in ECW more than Tommy Dreamer that's true Except Mikey Whipwreck could make a case in the early early ECW but yeah Tommy definitely uh right there uh all right, number four. Here we go. And our first mention of this guy, Raven yeah. and Sandman. Uh, I mean, good God, word. The, this, right here, this right here just felt personal, right? You had, right, you involved that man's kid and had that man's kid turn on him. Uh-huh. Crucified him. Yeah. I just watched that earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did. Man, Kurt Angle was mad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm leaving. I don't want my name anywhere near this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it happens, you're going to hear from my attorney, I think is what he said. Yeah. And then Raven had to go out and apologize. <laughs> yep. Uh, Raven no, came. Was feud, this was, that was the feud with the Dreamer when uh, Dreamer caned the cigarette into his eye in like 93, 94. AJ. And woman was crying and calling and calling Dreamer a son of a bitch. 
I remember. <laughs> yeah, woman. Yeah. And I love the story that for a month, Sandman didn't leave his house. He just stayed. He stayed in the house, didn't go anywhere. His wife answered the door. So, you know, kayfabe. You got to respect the kayfabe. And, right. Uh, and then the great reveal, too, when he came out in the suit, he was supposed to retire. And then he pulled off the tape and the glasses, and he was fine. And he took the cane and just beat the piss out of Tommy again. Who else was it that did? Is that JYD? Yeah, uh, JYD yeah. and the Freebirds did the binding anchor yeah. in Mid-South. Mid-South, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody... and Tommy... he, he couldn't even see his baby girl. Yeah. No. I'll tell you, brother. <laughs> uh, no, I got. I'd, I'd have to put Tommy and Sandman in my honorable mentions also for that for their feud too. But this one, like I said, this one I wish I could have put it higher just for the personal nature of the feud. Right. Uh, on top of it, trading the world title back and forth, the dog collar matches, the barbed wire matches, they they kind of did everything. But uh, I was I was a big Raven fan. Uh, I. I Sandman was was okay back then. He's grown on me after, since then. Sandman was too gimmicky for me back then. A, a little bit. With the cigarette and the beer and yeah. the kendo stick. I remember when he went to WCW, he was hardcore hack. Hardcore hack with Chastity. Uh-huh. <laughs> with Bigelow. Yep. But Sandman was part of one of the coolest moments I remember from ECW, which is the first time I got to sit down and watch ECW on TNN. And it was the night the Impact players and Rhino were beating on Raven and Dreamer. And then that's when Sandman came back from WCW. And he was up in the stands and the building went dark. And it was just really cool uh, atmosphere. And then he came back and they did the six-man. And then he was still fighting Raven anyway, even though they were all baby faces. <laughs> Why did you let the drunk beat me, Tommy? Raven said yeah. in a promo. Raven was so good at promos. Number three. <laughs> I'm gonna get to keep hungry, you. Menders? I'm getting yeah, hungry. Gotta... I'm getting All hangry. Right. Well, I, I appreciate you keeping me on track, Menders. Uh, hang on. First, AJ does have a comment. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Sandman was never the best wrestler in the world. What? But when Ender Sandman plays and he's chugging beers and smoking, it's a whole vibe. That's true. It is. Very true. I actually like when he would use the Motorhead version of Ender Sandman rather than the the Metallica version. That's just my preference. All right, let's get that picture <laughs> down. Number three. You know this is going to be on there. Yeah. RVD yeah. and Jerry Lynn. For pure wrestling, this was just a classic. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, Barry. Of every time they would have a match, they would add new counters to everything. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you could, you could watch all, you could watch these guys, all three of those matches. It was hardcore, living dangerously, hardcore heaven. Then guilty of stars do one, the last pay per view. Those were the three, and then add the win uh, Anar- or, uh, Hardcore Heaven two thousand when they that's I think that's all those singles match day on pay per view, and every time they would add something new. It wasn't like you were watching the same match every time, which I I really liked. That that's matter respect to the wrestlers there because if you can watch two people go at it multiple times, you get it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the when we were talking about the elite and. Um, Death Triangle. It was always the same match. Yeah. You knew what was going to happen. And if you don't know what's going to happen, then it's fun. Yeah. AJ says those matches still hold up and are entertaining to watch to this day. They really are. 
I remember the Living Dangerously match when it went to the time limit and John Finnegan was going to award the belt to Jerry on the draw. It was the referee's call, but then Jerry had to be the baby face and say, no, I want five more minutes, and then Van Dam beat him. <laughs> A sucker. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, number two. Uh, the, the number one and number two are probably pretty obvious to everybody that knows ECW. Number two is Taz and Sabu. Yep. Uh, they didn't touch each other for a year and a half going into that barely legal pay-per-view and still made it seem like the biggest grudge in the history of wrestling as they were going. Then, then they pivot. Fonzie turns on Taz, joins Sabu. They do a double turn because in barely legal, Sabu was the baby face, Taz was the heel. But then after pay-per-view, then Fonzie turns on Taz and they switch. And then Sabu and Van Dam have Fonzie. And then uh, every time they would wrestle, it would just they would just piss out of each other. I think Taz broke Sabu's jaw with a clothesline. <laughs> Not even with a weapon, just throwing a clothesline, broke his jaw in 99. Uh, Wasn't it Taz and Sabu that they went through the ring? No, that was Bam Bam. Oh, that's Bam, Bam Bam. Bam. Okay. Taz and Bam Bam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Taz and Sabu, up until AEW, were the only two guys to to be recognized as FTW champion. So, that was okay. one of my favorite angles. It was during the Taz-Douglas feud, but Taz basically put Sabu through a table, then pulled him on top of Taz to get a pin and win the FTW title so he could get his title shot. So, he... he he broke Sabu's neck and stole his title shot with Douglas. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and they were former tag team champions in 95. Back when Paul Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Still didn't like each other. But they were able to have a tag team run. You don't have to like each other, I guess. That's true. But Paul, he's a very convincing fellow. All right, number one. I'll, how many guesses do you want to figure out which one this is, Menders? Yeah, go ahead because I, like I said, this isn't my forte, but I have an idea. That was exactly what I figured it was going to be. Got to be. Has it to had be. to be. It had to be. <laughs> the years and the miles these two men put right put together for this right on their yeah those two. The dreamer, dreamer never won. <laughs> nope. Raven beat him every time. He he beat him psychologically. He beat him physically. Uh, I think the only moral victory Tommy ever got on Raven was when he got Beulah. Yeah. And knocked her up. Yeah. But uh, then I had to go back on uh, YouTube. I found the Wrestlepalooza 97 match when Tro when Tommy finally beat Raven. As uh, when the Sober Lawler showed up. But uh, Okay. But that match was kind of them playing their greatest hits. It was. It's weird seeing them wrestle when the lighting is good. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I'm used it to does. it being the. I'm used to it being the dingy old ECW arena with bad lighting. But then once they started doing pay per views, then they actually had decent lighting in the arena. And it just. I'm not gonna say it made it worse. It just made it different because it was never bad. Yeah. And. 
the feud's still going on today. When Raven got inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame, he DDT Dreamer on the on the stage. <laughs> the only person that wanted to be booed at his Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, even when uh, up there at Dreamwave, when Dreamer came out, when Raven was there, holy yeah. crap, man, the crowd popped. I I swear, they're, I mean, I'm sure they're they're friends backstage, but. Whenever one of them, hopefully not for a long time, uh, goes off to the great beyond at the funeral, the other one has to piss on their grave in front of the <laughs> congregation. And the other one would not mind. Right. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it's good business, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get that final dig in there. But Good but top man. ten, Reb. Thank you very much. It's nice to get some positive feedback. Uh, from me, from me of all people. Yeah. All right. Crap. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it's easy though. All right, let's pay a few bills, then we'll get out of here. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/JTRPod for uh, jumping the rail T-shirts, some stuff from the shootout, some uh, yeah, and that's we don't have the gold rush stuff on on this uh, page, but there you see just a handful. Uh, get another one if you like Podigy T-shirt uh, with the with you the big and that Podigy T-shirt. Hey, it's I'm get, I'm gonna get it over. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Big Man Chan announce me as the Podigy sometime at the at the show. Uh, Raybuster. Why are you getting com. announced at the show? I don't know. <laughs> let me have this. Raybustertees.com okay. slash other slash JTAR dash podcast dash network. Uh, more t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, caps, fanny packs, all kinds. There's of There's your stuff. belts. There's your gold rush shirt. Mm-hmm. Got the we call them belts shirt. Got Giddy Mindy. We got the zero one shootout. Got. The spoon shirt. We've got our hey, heart speaking foundation. Speaking of Giddy Mindy, did you get that switch yet? I did. Now they are available in youth sizes on Brave Okay, Buster cool. Tees. Then I gotta let somebody uh, know. Ah, uh, I'm sure. Uh, you got the JTR <laughs> Army shirt. You got the network logo. All all kinds of good stuff there. Uh, if you want to support our friend Gary Vasellio, you get the bearded dragon shirt on Brainbuster Tees. There, I think that's pretty sharp. Uh, like we said, uh, tomorrow on the Zero One Shootout, we have two guests coming up. We got. Uh, zero one referee Cat Carter and also one of our favorite uh, lady wrestlers, High Voltage Cat, going to be joining us. Uh, both. I'm, I'm going to work on to that. Split so- the time. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to uh, work on getting that sign done so that way we can have it up in the background in case it gets ripped on Saturday. Oh, there you go. <laughs> AJ, Mender praising a top ten that including rotten is the sky falling. Yeah, you might want to check. Just might be. All right, so uh, yeah, so we got that coming up on Wednesday. Uh, no Gold Rush this week. We're gonna push it back a week. Uh, talking about the Ring of Honor World Title. Uh, just personal business came up, so no, no biggie there. Uh, give me more time to do my homework. Uh, <laughs> right, same here. Yes, yes. And uh, like you said, in two weeks, right here, we're going to be joined by former ECW World Heavyweight and Tag Team Champion Just Incredible. So Barry, you need to be here for that because I can do my research, but you know better. See what I can do. <laughs> All right. All right. Then uh, the episode after that on August, or August, on October the 18th, I think it is, 17th? 17th. My math is hard. Uh, we're going to have Polly Tomaselli from uh, the Chicago area independence uh, joining us. So we're looking forward to that. Is, is he like AAW or what is he on? So I can. Uh, I think he's everywhere. 
I knew him from IWA. He did uh, Elite Pro, Pro Wrestling Blitz, all kinds. Okay. You name it, he's probably been there. All right. Uh, But uh, so we'll have him on. Uh, He should be interesting to talk to because there's all kinds of different things he's done in the business. Uh, making his own gear, promoting shows, wrestling, tag teams, all kinds of stuff. And he's been doing this, he's about 21 years old. So he should be a fun chat. I'm excited. And, uh, I like anytime we can get him to pull the curtain back just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, of course, on that, those two episodes, we'll have new Hall of Fame inductees, new Top Ten Tuesdays. And he, who knows what we're going to talk about, because, you know, Tony's always pulling something. Doing something. Uh, Vince McMustache might be doing something goofy <laughs> to talk about. Uh, okay, one question to shoot at you guys just before we go. Okay. Is Collision watchable now? Is it still watchable? Just like Dynamite, there's too much going on. She answered, she froze up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm right here. Oh. Oh. Sorry, my headset cut out, so I didn't hear the question. Oh, I said, is Collision watchable anymore? I haven't no. had a chance to watch. I haven't been home on Saturdays, so I haven't had ah. to watch it. I watch it Sundays at work, and there's a, a dramatic uh, decline since Punk uh, is no longer a part of the show. It's a pity. Yeah. They're just, right, they're just pulling matches out of their ass. and, 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 and doing Saturday that. Dynamite, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Great. And Reb, have you had a chance to watch any of Wrestlers yet on Netflix? I have not. Uh, okay. I've heard mixed reviews on that. Uh, sounds like Anakin Murphy was not a fan, if you go on Twitter. Uh, some that doesn't think, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people praise it. I've heard people criticize it. So I haven't had a chance to watch it. Yet. I'm torn. I'm torn. I liked it. Like, I enjoyed watching Bond it. Is Jack Vaughn on it? Yes, he is. With his mustache? Yes. And slap? But it's more of a, he's more of a back character. There's uh, a Haya, Haya Zay. Is that his name? Haya Zay? Isaiah? Hi, Isaiah? Isaiah. The, um, hood, the hood ninja. The hood ninja. Yeah. He's been on there. He, okay. we actually saw him, Barry and I seen him at a Shanks retirement match at UWC in Homer. Oh, okay. Okay. So I knew who he was. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting to watch it and to see if these people actually do do anything. Do do. Yeah, do do. Um, I, I'm torn on their lead character. I, I, I Miss Hollywood Haley J. Haley J. Haley J. Can be something, but she's got she's got to put that weed down. Yeah, she's got to put the weed weed down. She's got to put that weed down. Yeah, I think AJ he did beat asking, up Marvin. Didn't Isaiah beat up Marvin? I'm pretty uh, sure he Marvin, did. Marvin, I've got a proposed new nickname for Marvin. Mr. 501. <laughs> Poor Marvin didn't make the, the, the PWL 500, even though he won a world title in the evaluation period. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one thing we didn't talk about, but we're not going to now because yeah. we've already paid the bills. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, there's not it much was to say nice. about the PWL 500. Well, it was nice to see a lot of the guys that we know too. Like we saw, there was quite a few people on there that we have seen in the ring yeah. and talked uh, did to. Did you hear? Did you hear Corny mention beef on the podcast? At three sixty nine, <laughs> beef. Was you know, he? Was, note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to watch? Is it going to make me mad, Barry? No. Okay. 
I have I have my opinions about beef. I'm sure you do. We all do. All right. Well, I think this Let's is a good time to uh, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> for those that watch the shootout, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bari, thanks for helping us out. We'll see you on the next episode. No hopefully. problem. Hopefully. Uh, all right. So for Bari, for Menders, this is Reb. Reminding y'all, life is hard, work stiff, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Thank mm-hmm. you.